Hi, I'm Trenton Stander. Hi, I'm Tim Brown. And, and this is the Open Heart Cast. And three, two, one, go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Open Heart Cast. We're here with Mr. Tim Brown, and we are interviewing our second knife maker on the show, Mr. Grant Stain. How are you doing? Liquor, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, like a surprise. I didn't know I was into you. You actually said you want to do a podcast, and I yeah. said yes. <laughs> so you're gonna you don't ask me too like complicated questions. Now we're gonna get dirty person. <laughs> gonna ask you so like treatment cycle. <laughs> What's your treatment cycle? How do you normalize your blades? What's your process? So um. Yeah, so we've been wanting to do this for a while with mm. uh, Grant and uh, Tim and I just thought we'd make it happen this weekend. Yeah, so um, we mm. we've just been busy forging out. Grant, why don't you tell us what you were forging out? I forged out a bottle opener, but it's a cool one because it looks like a scorpion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, maybe it's a scorpion that looks it's, like a bottle it's, opener. Yeah. It's the first time <laughs> I've seen one made in front of my own eyes. Mm. Like. It's, yeah. it's incredible and it works well. First time I've made one as well. Yeah. I'm happy with the way it works. It actually mm. catches the thing like It works and very well. I think very it looks better. It looks yeah. better. I think it'll sure. look cool on the table, like yeah, the table yeah. we're sitting at. You can just for leave for, it lying for those of you guys listening, we'll obviously have pictures promoting this podcast of all the things that we forged throughout the mm. day as well. Um, and I forged out of a farrier's rasp. Yeah. A farrier's rasp? Farrier. Farrier. Farrier's rasp, uh, I forged a fire steel, mm. um, which seems to be working okay-ish at no. the moment. We Maybe think, we need to make it harder. Yeah, I think we might need to make it harder. Mm. <laughs> so, yes, anyway. We, and I we forged, uh, fuck all, I just gave them instructions because they... That was chirping, so <laughs> yeah, maybe you should rather eat that over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it helped a lot. Just, just some and also, advice. I mean, you, you're working on that new, the new anvil, so you're learning the, the different ways yes. of it. It was quite a change. Mm. Uh, I didn't think it would be, I thought like you working from one anvil to the next would just mm. be seamless. No. Each, each one's exactly personalized. Where the corners, where yeah. you want to do what. And I was running around that anvil quite a bit. Yeah. Looking for a spot. Oh, he doesn't need to run a marathon tonight. He's already no. done it. <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, it's hard work for, for a guy like me who doesn't do a lot of forging. I'm still on stock removal, you know. So Knife making light. Knife making made light. So <laughs> I'm I'm still trying to learn all of these things. But man, your your muscles in your forearm just die. Hey? Yeah, it's because yeah. you're holding the hammer too tight. Okay. Batman. You're choking Thank it. You. Thank you, Batman. <laughs> no, it's like, Thank you for it, mate. time to mention it now. Didn't you check when he was like shrieking? Thanks, no, man. I didn't want to do it when he had a hammer in his hand. <laughs> yeah. Just now he takes offense. <laughs> Good thinking. Anyway, Grant. I, I forge fairly often. Yes. Mm. And when we had a, almost a full day, I reckon. Mm. Almost a full day of forging, yeah. And I can feel it. See, the like, mm. body talks to you a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a, a reward. A drink and a <laughs> it's like a reward, that pain. I'm just, like, very glad we finished something. Yes. Imagine you do all of that shit, and now you end up with a broken yeah. up. Yes, yes. That won't be nice. But, Grant, I think let's uh, let's have a few questions here. Like, how did you, what was your sort of journey into starting out as a knife maker? How did that come about? 
Oh, I've been lying in bed watching YouTube on the TV. And you know, you sort of you flick through yeah. the clips, and there was this dude making a knife with a file, an angle grinder, mm. and it said, make a knife without having to eat with it. And I found that appealing, and I thought, yes, but I've got enough tools for that. I've got an angle grinder. Yeah. Mm. And I'm sure the pawn shop's got a file. And that was the first one. I still have it. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever get rid of that. That reminder. Yeah. yeah. And I must say, I'm. Sometimes I look at that. I guess if you could do make that thing mm. with an angle grinder, mm. yeah. And now you got all this equipment. I should actually be making much prettier knives. Well, we we always <laughs> tend to judge to ourselves. Didn't go with the equipment. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of lagging. Yeah. No, but you, you need to learn the equipment as well. Exactly. Like yeah. you get a belt it's grinder, it doesn't mean you're a grinder yet. Mm-hmm. 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 I was behind the belt. You got to learn how to care. Yeah. Yeah, carefully get your Dremel tool or your what's that one you got? I got the Fordham hanging motor. Fordham, it doesn't mean you can carve. It doesn't mean I can carve. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the thing. I mean, you you just got to learn the tools that you got, and that's where where I'm at at the moment. Just mm. trying to flip and learn. But yeah. yeah, so okay, so that was the start, and then yeah. did you go on any, any courses or? Uh, yeah, I went on a forging course, a one day knife forging course. With? Who was that with? Uh, with Niels. Niels. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Um, but apart from that, nothing. The, the rest of it was my reading YouTube. and YouTube. Oh, yeah. Great. So YouTube for technique mm. and that type creative stuff, leaning there, and then anything technical, I prefer to draw a read. Sure. So I went somewhere be YouTubing how to normalize steel. Right. Yeah, because it's one of the topics. I'd rather mm. read that part than watch the other. Yeah, because also on YouTube, it, when it comes to heat treatment, you don't get a true judge of the color with a camera. It's yes, not the yeah. same as your naked eye. Yeah, and you can. It's inconsistent information, mm. that type of stuff. Yes, yes. And so you know, one has yeah. to be careful. So you need to read the manufacturer's manual. Yeah. When the, the YouTube yeah, it's goes. like the. the uh, you heat it till non magnetic and then you quench it. Yeah, yeah. but. For what steel? Yes. For some steels, you've got to go a little bit over non-magnetic. Some you've got to go a lot over non-magnetic. Yep. I also think I'm sort of just asking around, really, because it's all done with a forge. And I'm scared to mention stuff like this because it's mm. an opinion. Mm. But I think you're going to get more reliable, repeatable results using a kiln. Yeah, you will. But I mean, That's for, sure. for, carbon, for carbon steels, you can get very repeatable results with a forge um, with a bit of practice. And I mean, mm. you've got the hardness file, so you can check afterwards. Yes, it can be tested. Yeah. Mm. And then you can see, um, say using 1085, you can look up the, on the manufacturer's thing and says, as quenched hardened, it should be 63 rock or 63 to 65. Okay, yes. And then yes. you can check it. Am I getting that or am I not getting that? And then also by breaking knives that you've hardened, you can see the grain structure and see, am I overheating yeah, it or sure, yes. getting... It's not so into that last part, though. Breaking <laughs> knives, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but I do make some little snap sticks. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's, I did it the other day for the first time. Yeah, Jack does a lot of snap sticks. Yeah, he, he, he uh, had a W2 blade that he was trying something on. He was trying qu- quite an intricate sort of hamon, a new new sort of thing that he was looking at to get a different effect. Mm, yeah. And um, he tried that on W2. And um, 
I don't want to talk out of turn, but mm. you can get on W two if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I'm, I'm mentioning the right steel. Yeah, right? W two is beautiful. Because I'm, I'm still very the, much. If you get the old W two, not the one that's made with recycled steel. Okay. The one that was made with virgin steel. That okay. is, I mean, top end. Yeah, Jason Knight. If he finds the stuff, he buys all of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, this is the thing. So anyway, so he made this this kitchen blade. He wasn't happy with how things turned out. And he snapped it to learn from it. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough decision to make, but these are the things that you start learning as you, well, that I'm starting to learn as I'm getting more into the knife making, is that when you make a mistake, sometimes it's just not worth fixing mm. because it's, it's too far gone. Yeah, but it adds yeah. more frustration and then yes. it's better just to scrap it yeah. yes. and to waste more time. You, you spend like five mm. or six hours trying to fix something, but in that time you could have made another one. Yeah. What's that guy, the more tips for the knife maker? Walter, Walter Sorrels, Sorrels with Sorrels. more tips for the knife maker. <laughs> he calls maker. it third polishing. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly Did it. Did you stop thinking? Yeah. One of them is don't do third polishing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> But I mean, yeah. Yeah, when you're starting out and you see all the effort you put in to get up that that spot, it's like I'm, I must at least try and fix what you've yes. up. And, yeah, and, sure. and nine doesn't work. I think, I think a lot of times when you do polishing, mm. you're also still learning. Mm. Jack, yes, it's not that easy to get like twenty facets out of a tip, for mm. example. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to trying to get clean lines, trying mm. to like it depends what you're going for. Some of the guys mm. like the the rustic. Rustic look, and some of them guys pull it pull it off very very well, but it can look shit too. Mm. Like and a forced forge type finish, it's yeah. Sort of. Just, if, I'm, if, I'm just saying, like even a forged blade, mm. it can have a, an unclean forged look. Mm. Okay, but yes, there yes. can also be a cleaner forged finish. Mm. It's like that guy that was on forged in fire. Um, it's not, is it? No, it's not Mizumi Firearts. It's a guy who stays in Hawaii. Oh, the guy with the long hair. Yeah, and What's he makes these beautiful kitchen knives that have got a beautiful forge finish on it. Beautiful forge finish, yeah. Um, but you can see yeah. it's been forged and brushed, and okay. it looks it, stunning. It, it looks stunning. Cause and how far does he ground back up? Or does he? Not that far, because normally forges are beveled in quite far. Okay. Um, so depending on what he's going for, yeah. but yeah, his, yeah, ma- his yeah. knives are magic. His knives are incredible. I wonder when um, big we can make knives like that. Very soon, very soon. No, he's he's got some good stuff going Mm. on. Um, But Jason Knight also does a very clean uh, forged finish Mm. knife. Um, Mm. I'm sure there's plenty of other guys that I just haven't. Lynn Ray, Lynn Ray, 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 100%. There's a South African maker, I think it's Wayne Morgan. Mm. He makes some stunning forged finish. All right. I'm not familiar with his work, but... Mm. um, also, um, Steve Schwarzer did mm-hmm. a, a mm-hmm. kitchen blade the other day with a bit of a forge finish, and it looked mm-hmm. stunning. It had a homon on it as well. Mm-hmm. Beautiful stacked handle. With uh, oh. it, it had uh, some oh man reindeer horn okay. antler mm-hmm. on the back. Uh, yeah, mm. it was really beautiful. So you get you get lots of talented men out there, and it's nice that most of them are willing to share that information mm. with newer makers. Because mm. yeah. the if, if, they, if they're not if they're not willing to do that, mm. the knowledge just dies, mm. and then an art 
does not carry on through the generations. Yeah. That, that's what's happened to a lot of the Japanese arts. Because, mm. I mean, like the sword maker, there was a guy who just made the blade, and then there's a guy who does the, the guard and the fittings, and there's a guy who does the handle, and there's a guy that makes the sheet, because the theory is you can never be a master of all of them. Okay. Yeah. And the problem is that the younger people haven't been coming in, so the masters don't write things down. You know, mm, you have to mm. learn by watching and observing. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that That's, happened with their, their, boat, their boat, traditional boat building as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of it died out because there's no apprentices to follow on. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. Well, I want to ask you, can I, ask, I also ask questions. Yeah, 100%. Percent. So, it's maybe a bit of a touchy topic, I don't know, I'm sure, but a lot of times like on Facebook or mm. a mate or whatever, Guys will email or WhatsApp or mm. messenger me photos of their knives. Mm. They're starting out. Don't send me a knife, a and, picture of a knife. And say, I made this, what do you think? And it's always difficult because mm. mm. I don't have the heart to tell the guy, yes, your plunge yeah. lines are like almost non existent and the, what I find the pebbles are rounded. I have an opinion on that, but let's see how you I normally say, do you know what? For where you are now, this is a very good looking knife. Yeah. And keep on, keep at it, you know? Yeah, what, what I would tend to do is, I'm not going to be Niels and tell you the mouth shit. <laughs> yeah. But but you say to them, you give them one thing to work on. That's what Stuart did with me. Oh, okay. To say, concentrate on getting your edges thinner. And then All you right. concentrate so on the th- one thing at a time. Because if you ever, uh, what's it, if you, I'm running out of English again. If it, like you can't take in all the information. Yeah, all so you at give once. them one, two, three. Avalanche of information. Yeah, because yes. yeah. if you really pull it apart like they do at the guild, then the guy will never want to make an knife again. Yeah, yeah. But you say, look, it's it's not bad for where you are, but for one thing, try focus on say the edge thickness or getting your your if you're doing flat grinding, getting it flat and not con- <coughs> convex. Because that's my biggest hate. That you see a knife and yeah. it's prachtig, fricky. And the bevel is like, you can see it's, it it's on, not flat. You did it on top of the belt. Yeah. <laughs> you know you know what? I, this but then I'm so proud mm, of the head yeah. life. Mm. But and I can remember being proud of it too. Yeah. You know? Here's the thing though. Here's the thing. I think this is a big part and it falls mm. into social media so much. Is because it's easy for me to, from, for myself, to talk to you guys. Like mm. nobody's listening. Mm. Nobody like... If I were to talk to you guys in private and mm. I say to you guys, listen, what do you think of this knife? Mm. I'm presenting this just to you two people. Mm. Only so, us three yes, are going to hear yes, this conversation. A different mm. situation, yeah. So I can control my ego mm. in that situation mm. and receive criticism and mm. actually apply it and start learning from it. But here's the thing. When you do that on a larger scale – and it's excellent, exponentially yeah, I mean, more it's, judgmental. Yes, you start feeling hemmed in and you start feeling really depressed because now you, your ego's getting hurt. Especially as a guy, if you have a big ego, mm. you're going to come back with depression. And, and I mean, it's true of all of us. We've mm. all done it. Mm. Some guys said something to us that's ticked mm. us off a little bit on, on, and maybe they're just cocking around or joking mm. around, but maybe the guy's also being a real dick. And the thing you is, know? if it's on social media, then it creates a, an image. Yes. So you have mm. to you have to sort of say, 
I'm I'm going to take this guy on now because mm. I don't want people to think that I'm a sissy yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And well, then, they criticize your product. Yeah. And you want to stand up for exactly. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, but one you has uh, to... You've you a message, a uh, comment. So somebody says... I've deleted comments. Your knife looks too thin on the whatever port. Mm. Yeah. I've also... Yeah, yeah. I've deleted comments because yeah. the thing is... Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but they can keep it to their fucking selves. I didn't ask yeah. them for their opinion. Well, I, once again, I think mm. that is also it's mm. also up for debate mm. because here's the thing: like, it, no, not everybody's going to sugarcoat it. We know that. Yeah. Not everybody's going to sugarcoat it, and if you're too proud to learn mm. from criticism that may have been harsh, you can't choose how you receive the information, but mm. you can choose how you respond to that information. Mm. Yeah. So if you can keep your or, your ego in check mm. and say, okay, I didn't like how he put it, but I hear what he's saying to mm. me, even if that is on a big platform. Maybe mm. send the, the guy a private message, say, hey, listen, thank you for this information. Mm. You know, but uh, you, 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 uh, you're being a bit of a dick, though. Great what Let's, about the maple leaf? Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I, I wish I practiced what I preach. This, mm. this happened uh, a little while ago, and I, I tried not to get too hectic, but I felt unjustified in what was said. This is the thing: it's somehow great a keyboard warrior. Yes, he's now in his, his first month of chef school, chirping. Mm. Yeah, and he, he hasn't even actually really looked at knives. You make I make a say chef's knife. Mm-hmm. I didn't just suck it out of my thumb. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was looking at the dimensions. Ah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is and the thing. Now they say it's too thin. What, what based on what? Yeah, too thin. thin. It's not made for a chef's knife. Is not made for cutting bone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You, you get that's why the, the Japanese like have, and say it's too thick. Yeah, like the Japanese <laughs> have. <laughs> <laughs> But the Japanese have different knives for different jobs. So, mm-hmm. if the, like a deba is used for breaking down fish, and it's it's a it's a bulkier blade. Yeah. yeah. But then, like a nakiri for cutting fine vegetables, has got a very thin blade. Yeah, yeah. So it's horses for courses. But mm. the thing is, you get a lot of people who think they know stuff, mm. who want to preach on a yeah. on a social media platform. Yeah. On your profile, which yeah. is, is yes. a bit off-putting. Yeah, it's off-putting. Yeah, yeah. Because I, it, when, it, it, when people come with mm. hidden agendas and they mm. want to try and put something across and prove a point, mm. then it's a different story. It's like that guy that Stuart took on. Mm. Oh, the, the fake... Yeah, yeah, the guy who, who tries to get Nizer bargain and then he... If he can't, then he... Sh- he like, he, he, what's it? The knife grots on Instagram. Knife yeah. yeah. What an ass. Yeah, that guy was an ass. Now, what an ass. That's a different type of person to deal with than someone who's giving you... Yeah. yeah trying to I'm, give you constructive... Cons- look, cons- I'm not saying... Says, I'm not saying you <laughs> shouldn't be... You shouldn't defend yourself. Or, or, I'm not saying that. And I'm saying there's definitely a place for all of these things. Yeah. But if somebody can give you information in mm. a non-diplomatic way and you can hold yourself back and say, hmm, okay, this is true... Hurt me a bit, mm. or the ego's a bit damaged, but I can see it's come, It's going to benefit me if I yeah. listen to that. Yeah. Okay, so like yeah. it, it just very much depends. It's situational dependent. Yeah, because um, yeah, I think there's a lot of guys there that say stuff on social media just because they were not going to get punched in the face. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> lots of guys like that. I mean, 
you know, I, I, I don't mind having a laugh mm. at myself. I really don't. But at the same time, like, if I've tried to do the best of my best, mm. I still don't rem- mind receiving criticism, but mm. don't be a flippin' ass about mm. it. There's, yeah. there's a way to convince people to sort of listen to you. Mm. And if yeah. you can do that, that's persuasion, yeah. right? And some it's people like, don't have fuck all persuasion. It's yeah. like, remember that guy that had an issue with my one flatting hammer? <sighs> yeah. And he's like, oh, no, that's not a traditional way. So I went and I know because I put a, a, a rivet in the face of the – because of, yes, I, yes. I rivet and forge weld and arc weld the face onto the flatting hammer. Okay. Because I don't have a power hammer. I'm not going to sit in – I've done it before. It's flipping hard work. But he said, oh, no, that's not a traditional way. So I went and I found the reference material where I read it, and I posted copies of it. Okay, yes. So <laughs> and he says, oh, okay, so that's – yeah, I, that is a traditional method, but it's it's not – it's raw, more for hard-facing a hammer. It's like, what is a fucking flatter? It's a hammer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want a hard face on it. Uh, oh, my word. Uh, no. Look – yeah, no, I, don't, I don't know enough about those sorts of tools and the history behind it mm. to actually even comment on that. So yeah, but I, I can't. He, really. he, he was he was being an ass, and then okay. when I explained the way I did it, and he said, "Oh no, that's, he's never heard of that being done before." And then yes. I went I went onto his because uh, he's also he does autistic blacksmithing. I went onto his thing, and he makes flowers, but he the petals he gets laser cut out, and then he forges. Okay, like so patterns and patterns and stuff. So, which is nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. But it's not so traditional. It's not. It's not traditional. So apply the same rules to yeah. what you're doing. But do you know what an ad hominem is? I beg your pardon. Ad hominem. It's a a logical error that mm. if if a person says something that's actually of value, mm. but the person is a dick, for example. Yeah. Then you disregard his opinion. Okay. Yeah. So just because this guy is a chop, for example. Yes. You, you're not going to listen to him because your ego got hurt. means that it's a, a fallacy then or an error in your logic mm. to disregard the opinion purely mm. because of who said it. You okay. How they said it. You must actually judge what is said. Mm. Um, now we're getting into, now we're getting <laughs> Trenton's mind with philosophy. I want to hear more. This is yeah. incredible. What's that word again? Ad hominem. It's ad method. hominem. Yeah. So is that referring to a person, like to say that yes. he's? Yeah. How put that in a sentence for me? Uh, Plato says stealing is wrong, but Plato is gay, so he's talking shit. Right. Okay. <laughs> But how would you use that word? <laughs> I get more no, I'm, I'm saying, how would you use that word in a sentence? In a sentence? That word specifically. I know what you're saying. Well, it's a Latin phrase, so it will be yeah. in italics. Yes, it will be in italics. So let's say you say, but... Oh, so it's the, not a word o- you could use in everyday o- language. said it is a job, mm-hmm. so it doesn't count. Then I'll say, you just committed a ad hominem. Yeah, so you disregarded okay. the yeah. you disregarded the opinion based no, on the I, person. I, I get I get yeah. what it means. I'm yeah. just trying to figure out how one would use that word mm. in a sentence. Yeah. I know what you're saying, mm. yeah. but that's there's interesting. All, I think there's like seven main ones. Mm. The other one that I particularly like is a ad populum. It's saying everybody says chef knives should be ten millimeters on the. Oh, now you're generalizing. Mm. So it must be right. 
So you're appealing to popular okay. belief. Okay, yeah. all right, not generalizing that. Yeah, because just because everybody believes it should be 10 millimeters doesn't necessarily make it right. the best one. It's just the yeah. way it's now. Because, yeah. like, um, where the cunt factory where I work, you know, the standard saying is, oh, we've been doing it this way for 30 years. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. in meaning 30 years, you haven't learned anything and tried to make it better. That's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. They don't see it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Or oh, it could be perfect. It could be perfect, but it's at a, least ask the question. It's just the exact I, thing to, mm, uh, to say I'm appealing to mm, popularity or mm, popular mm, or time or history. Mm, it doesn't count I, as an argument. I, I, yeah. I've, yeah. I've it's a, like if you look at, at Hitler and the Jews, just because everybody there thought it was right to kill Jews doesn't yeah, make it right. Very good example. <laughs> 100%. Very <laughs> well yeah. said. Yeah, yeah. But here's, here's another um, – another story about what we were talking about earlier i i was forging out those copper pendants and i was doing it such a difficult way but mm. i didn't know any better mm. so yes. I, I was going with what i what i could figure out because mm. i just don't have any experience right mm. and i i had the uh the 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 face side of the hammer locked in the vice mm. and then i had the peening side up mm. and then i would take the the hot copper mm. out of the the forge and i'd try and beat it around that mm. <coughs> took a crazy long time to you get it right you should have sunk it in a dome i beg your pardon you should have sunk it in a dome hold on mm. getting there mm. so yeah i went to jack with this problem and i said to him my dude you know about all these non-ferrous metals as well as, you know, steels and all that stuff. I yeah, said, yeah. but how do I work copper into a clean dome? And he's like, it's very flippant simple. So I'm like, embrace me. Let, let, let us not embrace me, but enlighten me. Yes. Anyway. Ach, but embrace me. I'll get a slap from Jack, man. He'll slap me with the face. Not a fuck. Doesn't want it. Doesn't want it. He's like, he's like, Trent, you're a bit close today. Just <laughs> so, yeah, you don't get in his bubble room. Anyway. Anyway, so, um, but let's say, for example, I go to Jack with this problem. Let's say, for example, Jack and I didn't get on, or I didn't like Jack, which is not the case, but. Yes, like, yes. He yeah, would he's have, not the he worst guy have, in the world. Or yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if he would have given me that information, I would have been like, oh, well, you are, so I'm going to see if I can just maybe do it my way to, mm. to learn that yeah. and figure mm. it out and whatnot, you know, just based on the fact that he's an ass. Mm. Not that I'm saying he is, but no. you, you get what I'm saying. Yes, yes. But this is the thing. And because I was able to learn that from Jack, mm. I applied it to what I was doing. He said to me, just beat the ball peen side of a hammer into a lock. Mm. He said, because you don't need to work copper hot. He says, it doesn't like to be worked hot. Yeah. Mm. So he says, you kneel it, put it over there, take that same ball pin and sink it into the dome. Mm. And then kneel it again until you get it perfectly. Mm. And, it, and it worked like a So what do you eat, John? Stump. So I, I, a, log, I, a stump. I, 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 yeah, a stump. Like you, well, okay, but you round it out a little bit. No, yeah, so I took the and the, so the rounding side of mm. the hammer, mm, okay. and I put that on top, and then I took a striking hammer and wound mm. that. That's where the the swage, the the old blacksmiths used to use swage box for making spoons and yeah. and stuff like that, where they got the the hollows in. So you're okay. sinking it because okay. it's. 
it's easier to sink it yes. than to try and bend it. Yes. Because now you're trying to bend around shape and it yes. just it, it distorts all over the shape. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. sink it, yeah. it works much better. Yes, because it just it has the support all the way mm. around. And when look, I don't know enough about it to even mm. really talk mm. about no, it. But I mean, my yes. basic understanding of it right now mm. yeah. is that 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 you've got like a negative and a positive, mm. yeah. and it's a mold. Yeah. And you put your annealed uh, copper in mm. there, and you just push it in. Yeah. And yeah, um, so I'm picturing a uh, centrifugal press. Yeah. Yeah, punches out some cores. Yeah, 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 sure. Okay. Yeah. Plate goes in, positive, mm. negative, puff. But yeah, the, you, you learn these yeah. things, mm. like, keep humble, mm. listen, mm. and yeah. people will always teach you. Mm. Like, and the thing is, like, yeah. I mean, I've been making knives now for going on five years, and it's, I've got to that point where I know. I know what I know, and I know that there's way more that I don't know that I still yeah. need to learn. Yeah. And I think it, you, yeah. what happens with a lot of people is you've got that, you know, that uh, S-shaped curve of, mm. you know, you don't know anything, and then you start knowing a little bit, and then you think you know a lot, and then you get this very steep thing where uh, you yeah. all of a sudden realize you don't know shit, yes. and then at the yes. top it tapers off where you eventually become a master but you never stop learning yeah never and that, that where that thing goes mm. Mm. when I I went to university and studied mm. late in life like mm. in my sort of late 20s okay to early 30s and bef before I studied I knew in my mind everything mm. yeah I was a real know-it-all bombastic little shit yeah then I went and studied psychology and mm. philosophy oh. and yeah, I don't, I, it was part time, so it took mm. me six years to do a, yeah. a three year course, but I did a second major. Mm. And at the end of it, I went mm. to one of the professors mm. and I sat there, bore my heart out, and said, You Oaks fucked me up. Mm. I was confident, mm. secure my thinking mm. before I got here. Yeah. Now I doubt everything. <laughs> I question everything. I can't mm. fucking make a decision. Because yeah. no, you learn mm. how little you know. <laughs> yeah. And he, he explained it to me and he said it's like driving. You start off consciously incompetent. Mm -hmm. And then you learn a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then you become, with time, mm -hmm. consciously competent. So you mm -hmm. go, okay, mm -hmm. but you're very aware mm -hmm. of every little yes. action mm -hmm. and everything. And he said, but with time, if you keep on applying your knowledge and that mm -hmm. you'll become unconsciously competent mm. Mm. and that's when you'll feel better <laughs> about all of this but, like, my theory of yeah. university is I mean I studied engineering and yes. the main the thing world's to, apart on the, <laughs> but I did astrophysics on, on the campus, a, not on the same side of the campus no we used to go to social sciences for some of our lectures because our lecture yeah. was too small <laughs> but I can tell you what, we admitted chicks eh? yeah you did, <laughs> engineers didn't have decent chicks, but anyway um, university is not there to teach you the knowledge it's teach you to it's there to teach you how to think and how to gain knowledge yeah, exactly that's yeah. what university is actually supposed to be because they can never teach you everything yeah yeah so but if you know how to research and how to make decisions and think for yourself yes, and not trust your own opinion yeah yeah 
Well, that that's also bigger mm. than it gets drinkier. <laughs> but this this is this is the fun <laughs> thing. Exactly. This is the fun thing about being able to sort of think like that. Look, not that I know anything about philosophy and things like that, mm. but uh, I mean, it's a it's philosophically minded. Mm. Well, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. <laughs> I've seriously but, considered. I mean, mm. going and starting to study philosophy. You should. Mm. You should really. Mm. But I it's only a, spend a bit of time with you, but you got mm. the right sort of mindset. Mm. Then you also. It's it's a way of just being open minded about mm. everything, mm. being able to discuss everything from various angles, mm. based on some facts, based on a little bit of what we know. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, one of the prime questions in philosophy is what makes it so. so yeah, you say you say this is correct. Mm. Then the question would be, what makes it great? Yeah, what makes it great? Yeah. If you say that mm. sun is coming up there mm. every day at six, how do yeah. you know? Now, is the yeah. sun coming up or is the earth turning? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the question. Yeah. And it sits between dogma and religion. Because mm. the answer is whatever the, the Bible says. Yeah. Religion yeah. says, yeah. explains everything. Mm. And science has answers for stuff in mm. a scientific way. But then there's stuff that you can't answer with science. Mm. Yeah. I don't want to actually raise even an example, but mm. there's a ton of it. Mm. And, you, and uh, but religion would answer it. Mm. But you don't want to rely on religion. Mm. You can't rely on science because it can't answer it. So all this stuff in between those two is mm. philosophy. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> I mean, even if you look at science. And I conspiracy. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> science, what they thought about, just look at atoms. Atoms are supposed to be, what we learned in school, atoms were like the smallest thing and they were made up of protons, neutrons and electrons. Okay. But then you start getting quantum stuff. And then like electron is either a particle or it's a wave function, depending on how and you measure. String, measuring. string theory is something else. I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand. But like <laughs> also don't understand it as well. Protons <laughs> and neutrons are made up of, if I remember correctly, quarks and leptons. So we, what we thought was this one step done, and it just gets it, the yeah. more that the more they lear, learn about it, the more the technology advances, and the, the more, more can learn about the it. more you can learn about it, then you realize what I, what we what we thought twenty years ago is yeah. now wrong. Yeah, yeah. So the general rule is whatever you believe now is wrong. Yes, because and you got to realize that. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you got to realize that at this point in time. I believe that the sky is blue. But, you know, in a hundred years' time, maybe our bodies have evolved or the sun is, the skies have changed and now it's pink. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. it continually changes as your technology advances. That's crazy. And yeah. I remember That's, the story, yes, I'm just trying to think, that. I think it's Copernicus or something like that. He, you know, all the days, it mm. was called uh, geocentricism. So mm. everything revolved around mm. the Earth. And yes. And then he came up. He was the first dude that said, "No, no, it's helocentricism." Is, yeah. is the thing. Yeah, it's Copernicus standing around Galileo. The, the sun. Yeah. And they, they are, those oaks chained into a pole mm. and nailed his tongue to his chin. Yeah. They wanted to put talking this nonsense. They wanted to put Galileo <laughs> to death. Yeah. Because he went against the Catholic Church saying that... That also meant the Church was the center of the universe. That yeah. was the problem. <laughs> but if you think about it, strictly speaking, if the universe is expanding, which is what we believe it is, then every point 
in the universe is the center of the universe. Yes, so I agree. Yeah, it can be for me, easy. my yeah. point of reference, I'm the center. But yeah. for you, your point of reference, you're the center because everything's expanding away mm, from you. Mm, mm. Yep. But that's that's that I just do just to cook Trenton's brain because I can wow. see his, his head's going. No, like, I'm just so <laughs> excited about this conversation. I love listening yeah. to this sort of discussion because I fi- look. I don't know a hell of a lot about space, but what I do know is that it is beyond our comprehension. You can't mm. picture the magnitude and the mm. the majesty of it all. We cannot picture it. We, mm. we, there's no part of our brain, like we can hear all these numbers, 200 trillion, 186,000 mm. oh. miles per second. We can say, oh, okay. Mm. But we don't really know what that actually is. Like mm. you, you can't grasp it. You can't, you've never traveled that speed. Mm. You've, you've, you, you, can you even travel at you, that speed? Yeah, your body would probably mm. disintegrate. I don't know. Sure. But then, then you look at like the, the, this, the alien conspiracy or the people oh, now like, we're getting excited. Like Bob Lazar, who, who worked at uh, Area 51 or in Section 4 in Area 51, and he worked on propulsion systems. And they had an anti-gravity drive that okay. worked. <laughs> I'm sort of nodding, but I'm not sure. It's what it means. <laughs> but the, the power source for it was like a specific shape uh, element called element 115 which we cannot we've only just recently been able to synthesize it in a lab so it's not from here it's not from here we've only been able to synthesize it because he the theory says it exists but we we can't we haven't been able to synthesize a um, a stable isotope so it's half-life is just way too short so you create it and it just disappears okay because um, it's a radioactive but um, Where did they find this? Hold on. This is, according to Bob Lazar, this is, they've got, I think, I think, I'm not, speak under correction, but like nine spacecraft that they are studying, but it's very compartmentalized. Like, he was only looked at the propulsion system mm. because that was his speciality. And when he I saw, heard this on when Joe he, Rogan's when he, podcast. Yeah, when he talk, started talking about it, they erased his history almost. So, there was no record of him going to university. There's no record of him working in propulsion at different places that he did work at. Yeah, so they but if discredited they, him. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they did it to discredit him. And, I mean, they even had a list of people with their phone numbers for the one company where he worked at when they said, no, there's no record of him working. But his name is on the telephone directory list. Oh, wow. So that, okay, okay. But you can understand yeah, sort of why. It all sounds very. I don't think the government, it's, it's a private private uh, institution that r- runs the control of it because the government is just got too many leaks. So I don't even think that the, the president of America has the clearance to know what's going on there. Because you don't want to like, oh, the aliens are here and then everybody goes into a mad panic. And Did you guys yeah. hear about this? This uh, It was also spoken about on Joe Rogan's podcast. Shout out to Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting for the interview. We're wait, waiting for an invite, man. <laughs> I'm coming with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah, the group. Yeah. 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 I'll carry yeah. I'll carry something. Uh, you can carry the blades that we make with Joe there Rogan. We there we go. <laughs> anyway, so um, what they were saying is there, there was this account that this journalist was asked to take on, but he didn't think it was very promising. And what it was all about 
was somewhere in Africa. I can't remember where, but somewhere in Africa, there was this spaceship hovering. It was in Zimbabwe. Was it in Zim? It landed at a school. It landed at a school. 1996 or 7. Yes. They interviewed these same kids that had apparently spoken to this it being wasn't, it wasn't this it be- wasn't speech it was telepathic it's telepathic communication mm. what i'm trying to yeah. convey is some yeah. sort of communication with this being that came out of the spaceship that had landed mm. and telepathically communicated whatever it was it to was, them it was the message it was given to them that there is a problem with where our technology is going towards Oh, so scary. the direction of the technology, okay. and then you ask Maybe the question: it's AI. Yeah, the question is: <laughs> Why did it go to such young people? Well, you obviously don't want to go to a military base with a, an alien spaceship because they'll probably shoot you. Yes. <laughs> but then you have to think in the realm of possibilities. Maybe these creatures or beings could have come they can see the future or they've come from the yeah, future yeah. or something like or that or they've seen the same pattern over and over, over and, and over, over. And, and now they want to start it's pointed to try and change an old person's mind because that's difficult yes. but you can impression on younger people and they easier. can and they can have this dramatic experience mm-hmm. that tells them and they can possibly go into those fields or or become advocates for that sort of cause and against I mean, whatever it may a be. A lot of those people when they because it was like twenty years afterwards that they interviewed them, they stopped talking about it because everybody just said, Are you just speaking shit? Um, yes. But well. but the point is they interviewed the same lot of people many years later and the story was and the, the same. story was the same and the yeah. story wasn't uh, the spaceship was green for me and was pink for him the story was the spaceship was yes, green. consistent yeah. the stories were consistent mm. and the messages that they got telepathic mm. because not everybody got the telepathic only certain people because yeah. i mean i think there's 150 kids in the school yeah and the the town villagers mm. had seen this for a number of days thing. before yeah. it actually landed a number of days the funny spot. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I, I bet old Rob McGarvey was very upset that I didn't come see him. <laughs> I mean, he thought he was the center of the universe. Definitely. <laughs> Let's not get this political now. Robbie Let's not get this political. Uh, as they say, Rob McGarvey before he robs you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, this is the thing. It's it, These are all... Oh, Brew, why don't you throw me a book there too? Thanks, Brew. Yeah. You major man. There's a little ass at the bottom of the Yeah. yeah. Well, there's not much to do. Jeez. Initial Sprite. Yeah, Sprite will be alright. Yeah, I'll have the last of Anyway. But I mean... Do you want some more Coke or... No. I find it hard to snort the ice blocks. Anyway, let's get back onto this subject. Right? Listen to this, right? I... Look, this is this is just an, a fun, open discussion, right? This is – I don't know a lot of facts about all of these different things, but I like to sort of hear what other people got to say about them. And um, there was some research that I was doing into the Assyrian culture. Yeah? Okay. The Assyrian culture has, like, really, really ancient writing mm. that was – they used like a very particularly shaped stick that they'd carve in a way, 
and then they would print into a, a, a <clears throat> excuse me, a, uh, oh man, a clay tablet. Thank you, bro. Mm -hmm. A clay, a clay tablet, and they would like click into these like wedge-shaped sort of patterns to make this writing, right? Okay. Anyway, they have a lot of stories. Now I don't want to go religious to to too hectic, but I'm just saying a lot of stories that predate the Bible. Okay, mm -hmm. a lot of stories that are found in the Bible. There are massive similarities, Noah and the Flood. They have their own story version of the Flood, as well as many cultures throughout mm. the world have a story of some significant Flood that almost wiped out all of humanity. Mm. Now, this is going back to a discussion that was had on Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm. They were talking about the Sphinx, and that it was older, that it could possibly be older than what we think it is yeah. at this present time. Yeah, and that that speaks to, it's, that was with Graham Hancock, and what he yes. said is, when you go to university to study archaeology, you get told, this is the age of the Sphinx. So if you yes. argue with it, you're going to fail. Yes. So his opinion, and there's, there's scientific data to back that up, is that the Sphinx predates the, the, the last big flood. Which yes. was, I think, twelve thousand years ago or ten thousand years ago. They estimate mm. the the age of the mm. Sphinx to be thirteen. Well, the the this is the other age that they say may it may be yeah. uh, thirteen. I think twelve point something or thirteen thousand years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah because it, right? it predates the last. But, but now, have you read his fingerprints of the gods? I mm. haven't. I want to. You should definitely. Give it a bit. Can you get it online? You can get it in my study. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> I'll check that out. Because he calculated that uh, on a basis that, you know, the pyramids and the Sphinx and aligned with Orion, yes. the constellation. Yeah. But it's actually not aligned. It's out. It's out, yeah. Yeah. But the... Uh, when I when I did astrophysics, they talked about it. Yeah, it's a it's out of alignment now, but when they recalculated it back, if you go back far enough, it lines up with how the stars looked then. Yes. Because the stars change over time. Yeah, and mm. what Dankok said, mm. yes, and I'm not really, mm. I'm not talking verbatim mm. here, mm. is that every twenty five thousand years, yeah, the Earth has like a little wobble. Mm. So it's on its axis, mm. and it's got this little wobble. How little mm. reason that I can idea, but it throws it out slightly. Mm. Yeah, and then the alignment of the stars are also mm. out. It's like the star signs, uh, uh, Capricorn, because that's what I am. That's the only one I remember. And Aquarius and that. Taurus. They don't line up to these. The, now in our age, they don't line up to like. Capricorn comes up in December or whatever. Yes, yes. But if you go back a number of thousands of years, then it does line up. Because yeah. the Earth's rotation is not perfect. And then also, I think that yeah. wobble is also, what happens is the Earth's magnetic polarity switches. Okay. And they picked it up on, the San, not the San, this, the San Andreas Faults in 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 America, there's a there's a, a ridge in the sea between the 
<laughs> between uh, Americas and Europe, and they picked up by the because sh- the, the continents are moving further apart. So that ridge is now like being peeled up from inside. Okay. And they found in the structure in the in the rock switches in polarity, and when you have a switch in polarity, you lose the protection against um, solar storms from the sun, because the the northern lights and stuff. Yeah. That's the the energy pulses from solar flares hitting the solar system, which the magnetic field protects us from that radiation. So the gases interact, the the mm-hmm. radioactive particles from the sun interact mm-hmm. with the gases in our atmosphere mm-hmm. that make those colors. No, it's it's with the magnetic Earth's magnetic field that they interact, because they don't come within. That's why um, spaceships. Is it with the magnetic field? It is with the magnetic field, yeah. Okay. That's why it happens at the poles. So you get the northern lights and you actually get the southern lights as well. Uh, yeah, but I thought it was because of the Earth's magnetic field that it was, it it attracted those radioactive part, part, particles inward mm. toward those sections. I'm not sure. I would assume it flows, but, but it's fascinating that they found in that rock that it switches polarity. That's crazy. Very, very interesting. I always mm. thought it was interacting with the, the different gases in the atmosphere, no. and that's why it gave off the colors. No, but now, if the, when the poles switch, you lose that protection, so you can have mass extinction. Well, I don't know. I, I can't even comment on that. Mm. But, it's, but it's, I, it's interesting just to consider, you know, when so many nations are saying one specific thing, yeah. They're saying that some some hectic event happened. Yeah. And um, they're all telling a very mm. similar story. You can't just say it's one culture story. Mm. You've got multiple stories telling the same, very much the same story. Yeah. Um, and and this all goes <laughs> back to uh, the Assyrian culture. Mm. And, and if you if you listen to um, Dr. Jordan Peterson's thing on the Bible, where they, his theory is that the Bible, the books in the Bible were when, you know, different stories from different nations, when they joined these tribes, then they made one story. So they took yes. your belief and my belief combined. And then when tribes split, then obviously the, the story splits. Sure. That's why there's so many... Well, there's also the other explanation of of a lot of cultures believing in a similar story, including the Assyrians Mm. and the Babylonians. They were very Mm. much a similar people. Mm. And um, all the same people, I think it was. Mm. But anyway, they very much believe in the Tower of Babel story. Mm. That the languages were somehow confused. That the story goes that the gods were unhappy about this, the structure that they were trying to reach God's, God's, mm. uh, God's uh, high places mm. and reach the heavens. In mm. other words, in the Bible, mm. and they were unhappy about this, and they, <clears throat> the gods, or uh, the god, depending on what mm. story you're listening mm. to, the gods or the god came and said, well, we must confuse these guys' languages because these people are now too clever. Mm. Because the Bible says in those days there was one language. Mm. 
and the Bible says when God's talking kind of thing that who knows what they would be capable of mm. so you had to like dumb us down mm. basically mm. and split us apart and make nationalities so we would fight each other mm. and not get to the point where mm. we could expand our knowledge mm. and then there's also the story of the Anunnaki the sky yeah. people the sky coming people to visit watches. us yeah. and yeah. if you think about the whole story about language and mm. the Anunnaki mm. the sky people teaching mm. us all this information mm. in the story mm. um <clears throat> It would make a lot of sense because if they've taught mankind all of these incredible things, mm. now you confuse languages, mm. skills die. Mm. Now those people who were taught those things don't know them anymore. So mm. it sets humans back, mm. like really way back, if you believe but in it, that. I'm trying to think what the, the underlying, like the presupposition is for this discussion. Mm. Are we trying to... I'm not trying to prove Say it. that there's a correlation in history of some events that must be true or... No, I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm just okay. saying, like with the story with the flood, mm. there's a lot of cultures that say that same story. Yeah. So, yeah, so if somebody says something, mm. my last word on it, not the last word, but in my head, I always ask myself, so what? Mm. So, so we've had mm. this stuff that a lot of people say... Mm. Talk about this flood, mm. right now. So what? What? What makes that true? Or what? What? What makes it anything? Is it? Mm. Is it then something to say? Well, right. I think we can maybe then agree that it's true. Mm. Or you know, why is it interesting? Why is it well, I think things are interesting to different people for different reasons. It it yeah. all very much depends on what kind of person you are. What do you value in knowing now, in life? Specifically, let's say pick one of them. <clears throat> you just so, so say the flood. Mm. Okay. okay, so, so a lot the, of cultures have the same story about the flood. Mm. Yes, and does that make it true? Well, to so me, I, this is this mm. is okay, the thing. Trying to gun okay. you, no, no. Uh, but let me explain myself here. Yeah. It's these are fun discussions that I like to have. Mm. Yeah, that's, but it's got to be that's, that's have some num- end. That's it's got number have some, one. Okay. Some reason to discuss. Okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. And I like to hear about how other people think about the mm. things that I think about because sometimes you get brought across points now like this. Like yeah. so what? Yes. What does that mean for you? Yes, exactly. then you Then you think to yourself, well, what does it mean for me? I mean, because it doesn't... Be interesting for its own sake. It, it's or interesting... Well, good. <laughs> it's interesting in terms of I like to know weird shit, first mm-hmm. of all. And mm-hmm. I like to think about possibilities. Mm. But what would that possibility mean? To me, it may mean nothing. To another person, it may mean I'm going to get more in touch with my spiritual side because mm. I believe the Bible's true because of all this. See, but then, then this, a, for me, then there's a discussion. Mm. Yes. If you say this might lead mm. to believing the Bible's true, mm. then I think or it's something we can ever up. Yeah. has yeah. some truth to some degree in it. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not saying it's true. It's, yeah. I'm just trying to say you've got to base stories from across the board and you got to say to yourself, well, all these things are telling the same story. Is this interesting? Does it have any value to me as a person? Do I want to pursue learning about this? If you do, then figure out what does that actually mean for you? 
that's that's where like when it comes to religions, it doesn't really answer. It's a very vague answer. It's a very vague answer. But for me, the thing is. I like to know Otherwise, where mankind has come from, so yeah. I can see where I'm going to. Yeah. Okay. So, if, mm. for me, if if we're discussing a topic, mm. you say we're trying to figure out where mankind comes from. Mm. Okay. Then there's some value. Mm. If we're trying to figure out if religion is true, there's some value. But if we're just shooting the shit and trying mm. to clear out how much knowledge we have about, no, it's not about that other stuff. Then it. To me, it feels too fluffy. It's yeah. it's it's way too fluffy. But, but so there's other books. I can give you yeah. a whole bunch of books that I've read about mm. theories of history mm. of the world. Mm. But to what sorry to end, what end? Point, yeah, yeah, yeah I like, get what you're saying. It's not it's not an exercise of pull out my cock and see who's the bigger. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know, it's an exercise of sure. like is this, I'm, is I'm trying to no no. <laughs> No, we're friendly, man. We're friendly, but it's 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 a it's a thing to to get. Sometimes you like sharing your own thoughts to actually hear yourself say it. Okay, and then and, like, and oh, then we can give you shit about and then it. And then somebody you... who has an ability to talk about things in a way that makes you think about what you're thinking about, yeah, but in a different way, mm. now you think, well, maybe it's not such a strong argument, therefore it doesn't have so much meaning to me. Yeah, no. Because, like, th- this yeah. is the thing in life. What do we have in terms of your, your, your knowledge of your journey through life? You have all your personal experiences, what you've learned yes. about the history, mm. what your moral standing is, what your upbringings were, mm. all of those yeah. things. You've got all of those things involved, your your prejudices, your moral background, mm. your religious standing, what, what you believe and so on, and what you've learned about the past. Mm. You've got all mm. of that, right? But now, if you go in deeper, you could p- potentially learn um, – sort of life lessons from other people in the mm-hmm. past that you find that story interesting, whether mm-hmm. you believe it or not, is up to you. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty to be taken from stories. This, mm-hmm. this is the oldest way of conveying information. Mm-hmm. Sure. Telling stories. I think stories. my question then is, yes. if we're discussing this this our correlation of this flood, mm-hmm. I'm just going to stick to one thing, otherwise mm-hmm. it becomes sure. even more mm-hmm. fluffy. <laughs> I lost my train of No, 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 come on, Bruce. Sorry. No, 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 it's not the way. Stick to one train of thought. You said the flood. Mm. So right. there's a higher correlation. There's different belief systems that say there was a flood. Yeah. So my, my question is more, what's the value of the discussion? Can I give you one point? Yes. Okay. I mean, so you're talking about... I uh, the way I grew up and blah, okay blah, blah, okay blah, blah, okay a bit more depth yeah maybe right. wow. okay I'm I'm yeah, okay right. I, I'm gonna give you a lesson so, right now yeah. not what <laughs> I'm taking as a lesson from this okay yeah. sometimes we all know we got a lot of shit to do in life mm. Mm. and we procrastinate yeah these, and, these are tough okay. Mm. Okay, yeah. so we procrastinate. We know we got shit to do. Mm. Like for the Brooklyn Night Show, I knew I had shit to do, but I was doing all sorts of other shit. Anyway, yeah, let's not yeah, get on that. Nice workshop in. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's a good time anyway. to do this. Yeah. 
So that's the thing. So I knew I had shit to do, hadn't prepared properly for it. And as a result, I didn't get as many knives as I'd like to at Brooklyn finish. Okay, right? Okay. So here's an example. Now we've got Noah in the arc story. Whether you believe it or not, not, not important. Here's the lesson, right? Noah knew he had shit to do. Right? Okay. And every fucking day for the last 40 years, he worked to a point to mm. get himself to a point where he could save his fucking family. Mm. Okay. Right? Yes. He yes. did all these things, felling trees, finding tar to flip mm. and seal the thing mm. so it was waterproof and all the shit yeah. that he had to do. He j did it just so. He did every single step right. Mm. Okay. And then when the day came, mm. And this is the point. When the day comes for us, when we are going to make it, are you prepared? Mm. But what the hell has that got to do? It's yeah. a lesson. I'm it's a life lesson. I'll be back. Yeah. It's a life lesson. But if we're discussing, there's a lot of cultures that they, they report in the history mm. about this flood. Mm. How does that connect to that you believe in the Bible, mm. the no story is true, and it's a good lesson to learn that you must prep? It's a huge jump. Mm. You you think very differently to what mm. I think, but but I, I I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Here's the point. I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. This is a very very hectic mm. conversation for a podcast. But I'm not saying yes, and I'm not saying no to anything. Mm. I'm very open minded, mm. and I don't believe in any one thing. I question everything. Mm. But I'm saying these stories. Mm. Because a lot of them are just stories. Yeah. But you've got to think to yourself, what what can the story actually teach me? Whether I believe it or not is not important. It, it depends what you want from it. Mm -hmm. But then it means the fact that there's a correlation of cultures that, that had this experience is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is you should consider stories because they got value. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is what I'm saying. Yeah. But what I am also saying is that, in my opinion, something did happen. Mm. Yes. Something very... like Significant not, happened. Yes, so. something significant happened enough that yes, across the yeah. board, nations wrote about it. Mm. I'm not saying that it was God who instructed Noah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. taking sides mm. here. I'm just saying we have to acknowledge the fact that perhaps... Something happened, and based on scientific, mm. like, reasonable evidence mm. that we have now, mm. there's reason to believe that the story correlation between the evidence that we have and the stories that we have from the past mm. have some relevance to them yes. and have some value to them. Mm. Because it tells us that people witnessed this. It was very destructive. What does that tell us about the archaeological sites and what mm. damage we've seen from water and so on? Mm. This is interesting. Why? Because it interests him. Because yeah. it interests me. It's yeah, like that's, when, it's, when it's, it's interesting. Uh, but does it add value? All of that. Da 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 da. What happened? Yes, things will always happen. Mm. Yes. And you better next year for Brooklyn Life Show be freaking ready. Yeah. No, this year. Because I can tell you it's going to happen. Yeah. More than no new. <laughs> that is going to happen. <laughs> but when yeah. it comes to the different forms of religion, my biggest problem with organized religion is the hypocrisy and 
judgment. Oh, we're and going that's down a dangerous path. But that's that's <laughs> when you know the Bible is written by people. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Yeah. Recording stories. Yeah, it's, it's then, like the old podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> No, but I'm just saying, to be fair, mm-hmm. people who do believe in religion do mm-hmm. believe it is the word of God mm-hmm. that have through men who have been inspired mm-hmm. to write the Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, I'm not saying it's a book not written by men. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying for the people who do believe, let's let's be a bit diplomatic mm-hmm. here and leave space for uh, for discussion. <laughs> Um, because there are a lot of religious knife makers, and we don't want to refer- offend anybody, right? No, but I think, yeah. you know, if you if you if your if you've chosen your belief system, there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. But my belief system is that no amount of words or writing or pictures can truly describe a person like God or a, a higher being. Yeah. Yes. And that's that. That's more from the Taoist Taoist belief where they say. You know, if you can name it, it's it's not the true way. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So I still think there's relevance in the different religions in the stories they tell, but they can't tell the whole story mm. because you. How do you describe a flower in words? You can't adequately describe it. No. It's like with any science. If you research the flower, where do you stop? How small do you go? How big do you go? Mm. Mm. And. And you'll still never be able to describe it fully in something that someone can read and comprehend. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. If that makes sense. Yeah. That, that does make sense. Yeah. It's like, like when you're talking about physics, they thought the atom was the smallest thing. Then they got subatomic particles. And mm. now they've got these other things that they're doing yeah. with the Large Hadron Collider. And then you've got the people yeah. who believe that because of that, now we've shifted dimensions. We're in a different dimension you know, parallel universe type thing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Which is all, it's like, okay, that's interesting, but um, how does it affect me? But, but that's, it's a good question, Grant, mm. and I'm glad you asked it because it's, it, it's, it's a frustrating question, mm. but that's why I like talking to you because you frustrate yeah. me in my own head. Yeah. No, oh, no, no, but it's a pleasure, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in a good way because yeah. I'm, I want to make a point and I'm like, I'm I'm not getting through. This yeah. is not he's right, it's not a good enough reason. Mm. But it yeah. makes you think about what makes it important to you. Why do yes. you find it I interesting? I think it's a it's a like a a handicap or a bad repercussion or maybe a good repercussion of studying philosophy. Mm. Sure. It's the the question there is mm. always the why. Mm. So if we're discussing something, I'm mm. always I'm always thinking what are we trying to figure out? Mm. Mm. I'll, bet I'll bet I'll just they yeah. chat, you know, now, when, when you, casual chat. Yeah. I'm thinking, but what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. It's like, What's the I like of the yeah. discussion. When it yeah. comes to philosophy, I like looking at the darker side, yeah. like, like Nietzsche and, uh, yeah. uh, what's that guy who is uh, a pessimist? Uh, not Schultzen, isn't it? Uh, but the the Eastern yeah. European, like, he was basically he used to like live as a drunk, and he was a philosopher, and he was quite happy to sit in, in next to the tree and get plastered and fall asleep in the snow. You know? Okay, yeah, <laughs> but he had an interesting way of looking at a point of view of what is the meaning of life. Or, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, a good, and I think, that's a good topic for philosophy. Yeah, and if you, I mean, you can research. 
60 lifetimes and still not get to the answer, which is quite fascinating. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of philosophy, well, mm. psychology is maybe more that, mm. it leans more into that sort of topic. Mm. But I mean, one guy that jumps to mind is uh, Viktor Frankl. Yeah. I mean, his book is mm. Man's, Man's, Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. But this yeah. this is the thing. It's a very deep question. And for every yeah. everybody, every individual, their mm. own meaning for life is different. Mm. Because it depends on what's important to you. Mm. What's your core values? What's your core values? Yeah. What do you, if I can maybe raise a, a slight little thing that I think is very current, mm. is I think this... I don't really want to check mm. about this topic, but oh, well, this is why we enjoy doing this because, because we are open to every discussion. This yeah, COVID thing, mm. yeah, has shaken people's. They took the Frankel, if mm. I can explain mm. it in like one sentence, as mm. his thing is this typical thing of saying you got to have a why. Yeah, if you got a why, you can go through anything. You can tough it out because let's say mm. I want to. I want to be. One of the best knife makers mm. in Boxburg. Mm. <laughs> then I'm going to work my ass off and I focus mm. and I try doing stuff. Mm. There's a why. Mm. Or I want to take care of my kids. There's mm. a why. Mm. Then it drives you and get sure. out of bed and all that mm. stuff. And I think this COVID thing just totally, a lot of people battled mm. badly because mm. it took the why away. Mm. Why the fuck are we doing this? Mm. We can't go on holiday. I yeah, mean, to the pub, there's no is, joy. Yeah. yeah, what is the point of, of going... It takes the point away. Yeah, what's the yeah. point of going to a job from 8 till 5 because you need to pay rent or you need to pay for your house and your cars, but why do you need the cars? Like, yes, when everybody's working at home, it's like, up. why do we need to drive to an office? Yeah. It, it, it made everything like... Yeah, Ooh, let's reconsider a few things. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I think it might be a good setting point if we can learn from it. Yeah. And settle. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you look yeah. at the, we still we we don't understand or we can't we won't be able to grasp how much this is going to change the way the, the world oh, operates. Yeah. I think masks are going to. thing is right is to ask what is the effect. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Because, I mean, when I was, for the people that I know, we didn't record because I was in the loony bin. But um, speaking to the psychologists and the stuff, the, the change over the last year from the start of the lockdown between the type of patients they're getting, where there was far more younger people who didn't know how to deal with this change, change in the world. Because they not they haven't had as much experience as older people. And now the whole world is told, turned upside down and they don't know where to go. Um, yes. And I mean, yeah. this I've been to hospital three times now and this trip, there was far more younger people in there than older people. Yeah. Um, and Crazy. it comes down to the, the, you know, man's search for meaning. It's like, why, why are we doing this? Why yeah. do we go to school? Why do we need to go to get to university? Yeah. Well, the, no, but you, you have yeah. to question it because now this, the standard narrative is you go to school, you get good marks, you go to university, get a degree, and you get a good job. Yes. And life will then be nice. And life will be nice. Yeah. You can buy shit. Yeah. That's what I thought my kids. Mm. You, I always tell them, do you want to sweep the streets mm. or do you want to be, you know, mm. 
I don't like saying this type of stuff. <laughs> but you want to be higher up or yeah. whatever. Yo, where do you... And, and so I mean, you go, you got to make that choice when you're young. You're not mm-hmm. going to when you're 25, now mm-hmm. I'm going to get off Mars. Mm-hmm. But now the narrative, like you say, has changed. Mm-hmm. The narrative has changed because now if you look at America, they've got a huge problem with student debt. It's because so terrible. Because the, the narrative is you go to school, you go to college, you make debt, and then you start your life. Yes. And what's happened is... They didn't happen. <laughs> no. Yeah. You get out... Now all these people are coming out with degrees and they can't get a job. Mm. And they've got these piles of student debt. So everything has always been promised. Mm-hmm. This is the mission. Mm-hmm. And we, now... We're missioning. We're going to get to the this... first grade. We're going to mm. yeah. start making some money. You need, you need doctors. You need engineers. You need accountants. But you also need plumbers. You also need electricians. Somebody must sweep the streets. Someone must clean yeah. the streets. And... You know? All the other jobs that come with it. I mean, I've got an engineering degree. I don't want to work as an engineer. I want to make knives. Yeah. I'm tired of being what, what we engineers refer to as we're the whores of industry. Oh, wow. Just say Because <laughs> we're not in finance. We always got to justify what we need to expend and we always get paid the shit. If you compare to the other professions, mm-hmm. the engineers get the shit paid. Shit, I must tell my book. No. <laughs> you can... Um, but the thing is, but you got good minds. Yeah, you can't deny that. <laughs> if you look at it, if you look at a company that's run by a chartered accountant, then it's very limited in its innovation because yeah. you, you're working on numbers. You must tick the boxes. Mm, mm. And yeah, they got a little bit of a procrastinian sort yeah. of. Whereas if you yeah, if yeah. you're an engineer, it's like, how can I innovate? How can I make this better? How can I make it? Yep. Things the, the accountant's just going. Where can we cut cost? So, you know, the, mm. your blue chip companies, mm. there are some other guys mm. running blue chip companies, but the bulk of it, mm. I'm, I don't want to go into your numbers mm. here, but mm. the, the most of them are run by engineers, mm. and the, what's left over, that other chunk mm. is accountants. Mm. Now, and that's your two, mm. it's other engineering, mm. engineered run mm. companies. Or rand, what? Rand, rand companies, or accounting-based rand companies, and then there's some other little, but they the outlier stringy bits. Yeah, and that's why my daughter went and studied engineering. She went check where's the like the top echelons of life, and that's your top fifty blue chip companies are rand by engineers Shit. and the thing is uh, I mean one of the guys I studied with he when he finished his degree in engineering he went and did a BCom conversion so what it is is you that's sexy stuff so <laughs> you you take like your maths credits and stuff so you don't have to redo maths for commerce yes they do such heavy math it will make accounting math look like a walk in the park yeah but the the, the first year maths in engineering and account and BCom was the same oh. And uh, after yeah, that, it gets a bit computational. Yeah, right. and then you, after that, it gets a bit more ungewickled. Yeah, yeah. Accountants um, do calculus. No. <laughs> yeah, find X. There it is. There. No. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that a billable hour? <laughs> two hours. But you need you need a balance of both yeah, because definitely. you need you can't just run a company just doing innovation because you you've also got to make money. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, there's a guy, Simon Sinek. He wrote a book that I haven't read. It's called The Infinite Game. 
So you get two types of games. You get a finite game, like Snakes and Ladders. Yes, okay. And then you get an infinite game. That The finite game is there's a known number of players, and there's a defined endpoint, and there's a defined winner. An okay. infinite game is the participants in the game can change whenever, and there's no end goal. So a lot of companies, they're playing a finite game because they every year we must make a thousand. We can exist there. We can, yeah. yeah. You, you, but then you lose you lose, lose focus on the long-term pictures. Like what's happened at Danelle is it's always uh, what are we going to do to make profit that we require to get our variable pay this year? Yes. Not about where are we going in five years. Yeah, what do we want to do? Stuff now that you make no money, mm-hmm. but in five years you'll make ten. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's also you can carry on doing what you what you're currently doing, and at a, at a certain yeah, point, random parallel, right? the market is going to die. Now that's one thing that's for certain. I'm not even going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too corny to say, but, but I mean, it's so bloody true. Yeah. Yes. Getting back to that discussion earlier about mm. the, the whys, like you need mm. to have a why. Like mm. what I got from that is that a story needs to – you have – why is this relevant? Mm. Yes. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so I'm, 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 always, no, but, I'm always scared that I offend people. No. 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 That's the point of having I'll a I'll sit and listen to it and think, okay, it's nice, I like, but – why are we talking What's about the point? <laughs> yeah, It's good sorry. to ask. No, don't be sorry because it's making me think, which is good. And that's yeah. why I like having these discussions. And that's and the, the point, point. The point but, of, of long-form conversation is mm. you should be able to discuss anything. Because yes. if you can't Whether discuss you it, agree you're going to create – you, You're going to you, – Yes, well, somebody will get quiet and sort of yeah, break out yeah. or whatever. And, yeah. and you, things need to be discussed so that they can evolve and develop. Okay. I mean, for years it was taboo to be gay. In, in the early 80s and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. it was never spoken about. And yeah. only through speaking about it became more acceptable. For sure. Yeah, so sure. Yeah. we can't judge certain things the way they are now as being yeah. completely right or wrong. Because yeah. the mm. only thing that will happen is things will change. Things will change. Yeah. Mm. But you said here's, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I want to I ask uh, a question based on, on what you said. And, I, okay. and once again, I'm not arguing the points. I'm not being argumentative I'll just to be argumentative. So just go, okay. Yeah, but, me, that's the know, holy grail. Yeah. But yeah. it's a healthy argument. That's mm. the point. Yes. Yeah. We're it's not talking healthy, about fighting in the kitchen. It's a debate. It's a debate. Yes. So, so now my question is to you. How important are stories to you? Like if we talk about early mankind stories and things like that, even if the story is not necessarily true, what it, what value do you think that holds? Ooh, I, I like the question. But, okay. but, I mean, I've exposed myself to a certain sort of field of old stories. Okay. So I'm not, I can't talk about some Bushman story or anything like that. Okay. I know last night we were talking about they sang songs and it led yeah, the uh, Aboriginal songs, yeah. map songs, if yeah. I'm not map mistaken. Because I've got no knowledge there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were Aboriginal read, map songs uh, or something. I might be misquoting that. Don't, done, don't state me on that. Yeah. We'll quote me on that. So, I mean, uh, if you're talking Greek mythology, mm. if you're talking uh, old 
philosophy, mm-hmm. modern philosophy, mm-hmm. then I am extremely interested in all of those stories. Mm. Yes. Because I can see the value. Yes. If, if you say... If you say, for example, just because mm. I like uh, vocabulary, yes, because I suck at it, that's why mm. I like it. So, like a word, one of like a, one of the fancy words that I learned the year or so ago is apocryphal. What the what? Fuck? apocryphal? Yeah. So somebody tells you uh, people used to go to Ohio or whatever in America, and they bring back little baby crocodiles to New York. And when they get too big, they don't know what to do with them. And I heard this from my uncle's cousin mm. at the pub by mm. this mm. other dude. They would flush them down in toilets, and now the sewers of New York is infested with these albino crocodiles. That story is apocryphal. It's difficult to prove. Yes. It's difficult to prove. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the word apocryphal means it's difficult to prove. Apocryphal. Yeah. yeah. And now what turns me on is to know where that word comes from. Mm. So when the Bible was written, it had an extra book at the end called the Apocryphes. Oh, so that's another book that's missing. Yes. Mm. Despite the book and of And it was uh, one that they, you know, Enoch. they, they Enoch. couldn't <laughs> tie it back to anything and it was a bit too loose. It's like it's too few, difficult to prove. Yes. Mm. So those were the apocryphies. Mm. And later in life, this word developed from that fact. Goodness that's me. That's now apocryphal. apocryphal. Mm. Difficult to prove. I yeah. like them. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you see, that's, that's why I like having these discussions. But that nicks my whole thing up. Okay. Because I told you, we can't talk about stuff if there's no point to it. Point to it. Yes. Now, for me, the idea that Ooh, there's this word, and I know the mm. etymology of the word. Yeah. I can't really connect it to actual current value. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it turns yeah. me on. No, I like So that. I'm sort of answering my own question. So yeah, your so, sort, of, <laughs> sort of into it because you're into it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you, you, you like to do things. I think we all like to do things for self-improvement, mm. and we want to... Keep yes. a healthy vision yes. of ourselves. Uh, yes. You need to have pride, a certain amount yeah. of pride, and it's like. But you can't let any of these qualities overwhelm, yeah. overwhelm any other mm. qualities. I'm, th- I'm thinking about the question of the story. Yeah. Do these stories have value? So my answer to that, short, short, is absolutely yes. Yes. If I can connect it to yes. something that mm. I find valuable. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, well, this this is the whole point. Is what what I'm saying. These stories have been from the earliest of mankind. Mm. There's been cave paintings which have told stories. Mm. All these cave paintings also have meaning to them, mm. yeah. whether it's spiritual meaning or whether it's directions to where the water may be or yeah. different resources. That's factual information that I'm into because I'm into it. Right, I but I, I get it now. I've, I've been schooled here now. Value mm. on because yeah. when what you tell me about they paint these pictures and it points into what, then I think, well, well but the fuck does it matter? Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's, it's, it's but like it's, you enter you, it because you enter it, then it yeah. excites you. Yeah, and I, th- I think okay, one of the things, right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> like one, the, the art of storytelling. It's sort of become lost in the modern generation because mm. everything's on social media. Hundred percent, and like. If you're communicating in text, you're only getting a small portion, 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 English, 
portion of the conversation because there's no visual clues. Yes. Yes. You can't see the motion in the person or unless they're using like all caps, but maybe it's because they don't know how to turn the cap lock off. So no. you can't get yes, the, you don't yes. get the full communication yes. just with text. Yes. Which you tend to get text is particularly dangerous. But yeah. yeah. But I mean it's it's very much storytelling is is mostly about well, in my opinion, it's a lot about conveying emotion mm. and being good at capturing people's attention. Mm. You cannot yeah. be a good storyteller mm. if you cannot hold people's attention. Mm. So what does that come down to? I mean, when I first started on live feeds on Facebook, mm. I was shocking at mm. it. I looked so uncomfortable. Mm. I tried to be overly factual. I wasn't myself. Now mm. I'm just myself and I mm. do whatever I generally do, mm. you know? And um, so what, what is my point? I don't know. The whole point is that we get more comfortable and better at the art of conversation. Mm. So storing, storytelling, mm. my point is, is storytelling has got to do with the art of conversation. Mm. And it's nice to sort of have a discussion with people in a group like this mm. where you have dis different personalities and you kind yeah. of exercise this ability of tolerance, patience, mm. yes, time to talk. You want to understand the other person's mind. You mm. want to debate these things. You want to. Mm. So you've got all these different dynamics in a conversation going mm. on all the time. The person's body language, mm. how their yeah. tone, mm. how how fast they're talking. Are they a very frustrating personality to deal with? Do mm. they do they offend yeah. you? Are they you've too got, intense? You, yeah. Are they yeah. too intense? Do they let you talk? Do they interrupt you all the time? You've got all these things you're mm. trying to deal with. And it's okay. good to try and get yourself to a point where you are practicing conversation in a place where you can you can reason with people because you've got a higher tolerance or a better art of conversation than maybe mm. another person. Sure. Sure. Like putting people in their place when when they're interrupting you constantly. Like, they never let you talk. Like, literally no, never. No, it's a difficult situation. Like, no. being straight with people and be like, hold on, you interrupt way too much. Mm. I'm, gonna, I'm telling you my point here. Hold on. Mm. Like, be straight with people, mm. but also in a, in a way that's somewhat diplomatic so that you can continue the conversation yeah. in, a, in a calm way that the mm. person can continue his point because he might yeah. just say, well, fuck you, yeah. if you say it in a, in, a, in a tone that doesn't sound pleasing to him. Yeah. I'm just saying, not that that matters to everybody. It but doesn't to, matter to everybody, I think. Well, I mean, the point is not everybody cares if you get offended. Mm. Oh. But Everybody does care about getting offended. Yes. Okay. okay. It's like because yeah. we got a saying, yeah, when you have battles, pretty far, don't throw your balls mm. to the pigs. Mm. So if I'm it's having in the a Bible, yeah, yeah, exactly. If I have a discussion with somebody and I can hear and feel that the effort that I'm putting into it is not being it's not worth the any reward. value to yeah. this mm. other person. Yes. Then there's no point for me there yes. to carry on talking. Not that I'll yes. now say he's bad or anything. No. It's just that the, the effort is fruitless. Yes. Yeah. yes. So then I'd rather say, why don't we rather fucking go play some pool or mm. go jump yes. off that rock? Because yes. obviously talking is yes. not helping. <laughs> yes. yes. But here's oh. the point. I mean, like, it's like I'm not going to go and talk to my, my brother 
who I love dearly. But I'm not going to go and talk to my youngest brother about knife making. He is not interested. He yes, zones that's out. Also very good he zones out. Yeah, right? Yeah. And I, because I know that, I'm not going to talk to him about it. If he asks, how did you do this? I'll tell him. But I'm not going to tell him why, yeah. where, if, unless, he, like unless he asks. You know, um, because I, I'm, I get impatient when I'm trying to explain something to him and then he's like not into it. You know, he's just like really, really not into it. So knowing who to talk to about what. And I mean, there's some people that are also just frustrating in terms of they, they're too intense mm. or they talk too much and they interrupt you all the time and things yep. like that. Or they're, they're constant bullshitting. You can tell they're constantly bullshitting. And, the, 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 and you're like, what the fuck, dude? Do you think I am stupid? Bullshitting part's bad. The yeah. thing you, you, I interrupt a lot. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, no, no. 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 Because I try not to. I'm, no, I'm saying... But sometimes the I, conversation will go too far for me. And I was like, wait, hold on. Yeah, we need yeah. to pause a bit. Yeah. Yeah, because the, yeah. the, the thing is, when you're having a conversation, you need to listen to understand mm. rather than listen to respond. That's a lot basic, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people listen to like... They've got an argument they want to follow. So they're not actually listening for the content or the understanding... Okay. It's like, I believe this ashtray is green. And I'm trying to explain why it's green. But you say it's red. You're not listening to understand why I say it's green. Yes. You're just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. there's, there's too many people. It's either black or it's white. And mm, to me, oh. there's so much gray in between. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, I, gets I, missed. I think that it, it, mm. it falls. Oh, man, that's a very hectic discussion to have. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, mm. like. I'm not saying that anybody interrupts too much. I've definitely found people who interrupt way too much and never let mm. you talk for I'm not sure. Really not, I'm really trying not no, to No, 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 no. But the, <laughs> only reason I'm bring, the only reason I'm bringing it up yeah. is I'm saying these are the things we have to deal with in everyday conversation with mm. people yeah, yeah. we know, people we don't know, acquaintances. Yes. Like mm. all these different people. We, mm. We're constantly – and as knife makers, we're trying to sell our product – so we also need to be, in a way, a salesman for our own product. Yes. Because you can be the most brilliant knife maker, but if you don't know how to market your product, how to sell your product, mm. how to be maybe a nice person, people like feel like, I want to support this dude. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's value in that. Mm. You can't just say, fuck you, I make nice knives, and if you want one, you can fucking buy one. Like, yeah, I think if you, you make can't... super nice knives, you can. Yeah, it's look, like... you can, but the thing is, do you want to? How much further nah. can you go mm. if you're yeah. just a nice dude, like a yeah. good dude? Yeah. You know? It's like that, that's rule number four. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Oh, yeah. I thought it was only with the one. No, rule one is don't fuck up. Yeah. Rule two is see rule one. Rule three is safety third, and then rule four is don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so I must tell you, just for yes. shits and giggles, really, mm. one of my other little sort of handicaps is of studying psychology. Mm. It's all the stuff we're talking about now, mm. about something simple like conversational turn-taking. Okay. Mm. Is I can sit and then analyze all sorts of little problems that the person I'm talking to has yes. yeah. in the way they have a conversation. Sure. Mm. And that makes me, when I talk to somebody, mm. I try not to do it. Mm. Like really try but not to do it. It's like <laughs> you end up doing it and you think, oh my God, <laughs> this is really bad. Yeah. 
It's like, it's like <laughs> analyzing a person. Yeah, but not about the depth. Yeah. I mean, but mm-hmm. it's, this is very veneer sort of mm-hmm. level. But yeah. But it's, that, that's your background yeah, in, in studying. Indica- indicators. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's true. <laughs> it's true that. It's then true. I can sort of picture how this Oki's at home and mm. what sort of shit you'll have in the next five years. Yeah. Mm. You can tell a lot about a person by how they talk and how how confident they feel, mm. yeah. uh, what vibes they're conveying, and you can also tell how much that guy's trying to reaffirm his ego to himself mm. in how he talks. Yeah. Like maybe spreading out a lot of information, and I tend to do that sometimes because mm. I can remember shit, but yeah. it's almost like why are you saying like – like, is it because you find it interesting? Yeah. But I'm also saying it because it's cool shit that I learned that I want to share with somebody else. Yes. And that gives, yes. yeah. that gives me a kick. That gives me a kick. I'm so not going to lie to you. You're hitting exactly. I'm hitting a point of my ego that I feel is going to be uplifting for me, but I may also teach somebody something in the that, process. That is one of the, the mm. major indicators. So if, yeah. you, if you're talking to somebody and they – Almost seem desperate mm. to show you or mm. tell you about whatever thing. Mm. So I work at the Atlas Creating Factory, or whatever, mm. and I do the drawings, and it's like <laughs> bombarding you with this stuff. That guy is inferior, a lot of inferiority issues. Yeah, imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah. If he, if he doesn't give you half a chance, mm. there's... All sorts of other stuff. I actually don't want to get into the names of it. Mm. But the bulk of it stems from insecurity. Yes. Mm. That's where this, yes. all this shit starts. Yes. That mm. you're not actually secure in your space, in the world, in life, in that specific yeah. conversation. And then you're trying to chip away mm. And, and, and establish your space. Yes. Your, it's your like, you know, the, the, yeah. that's true. the psychology yeah. test they do with the, the ink block ones? Yeah, yeah. Where they got yeah. those different ink blocks. Oh, what does it represent? I don't yeah. understand those things so nicely. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> that's from 1921. And I did it now when I was in hospital. And when I read the report, it's like, I should didn't realize it. Like, I live in a fantasy reality because I listen to too many podcasts. So I'm not happy with my current reality with work situations. Everything. I guess you're escaping. I'm escaping to an alternate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't think rationally at the moment. Yeah. Well, I think this. Mm. Well, I think this is why people get caught up in series so much. Mm. Is that they they feel part of the story Mm. that's developing, and they get hooked on it because it's a it's a it's an escape. To, the, to their everyday mundane lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all find series interesting. I watch mm-hmm. them myself. I'm guilty of this. But mm-hmm. I, I spend too much time watching mm-hmm. series. Yeah. Like, these things will be <clears> – there's <throat> nothing wrong with watching series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. But if you unaware that you basically just trying to escape mm-hmm. – Yes. And it's overdone mm-hmm. and it impacts your – your behavior and your quality of life and, and your quality of life. You know, it's an old bunch yes. of little trickles. Yes, yes. Then it's a problem. Yeah, yes. it's the same but as you, a cool dude. Yeah. You got your shit off together. Yeah. And you know, after the whole day of forging, for example, yeah. 
So you know what? I'm gonna take a shower and I'm gonna watch an hour and a half or so yeah. of series because mm. I want to disengage. Disengage. I want yeah. to yes. relax a bit. Yes. Like, then the, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. No, yeah. it's just so everything it's not, it's in it's moderation. Bad. Every, it's like yeah. opium is good as a painkiller. Yes. But now, if you have social issues, like the heroin epidemic in, in America, is not because of heroin that it's addictive. It's because of the underlying social issues. All the big manufacturing companies closed down. The people lost their jobs. They couldn't get jobs earning the same sort yeah. of salary. How, can they, you, how do you cope with it? Yeah. So, I mean, there are some chemical mm, issues there. You're just mm, sort of spraying it out. No, but, there are chemical issues. But, yeah, but the it's social like, stuff definitely has the impact. You can... You can Take a person off the heroin, but if you don't solve the underlying issues that caused him to go to the heroin, he'll go to the next. He'll go to the next one. Next one. Yeah. Which is why yeah. I've stopped listening to podcasts because I overthink everything, and the way to switch off is just to feed my brain with more knowledge. I love. I love doing that as well. But it's the problem is then I, I isolate myself, and then I'm not the person in the house that I'm supposed to be. Yeah. No, I get so, it. but then there's. I, I'm not sure why you actually step in here, but no, step in. For it. Because no, but then there's obviously like massive dif- discomforts in the house. Uh, yeah, they, they the problem is I live with three redheads. You see? Yeah. <laughs> and also, <laughs> in my upbringing, no, my parents, I've never seen my parents argue, so I've never really learned how to deal with conflict. Yes, I grew up the same. So, yeah. like, my wife is very straightforward but I find it difficult to speak to because I'm scared I'm going to get it to blow up. And that comes from my ex-wife, how she used to treat me. So I project yeah, that image yeah. onto my current wife. And then, I mean, when I got out of hospital, we, we spent the one night, we sat just talking normally for more than three hours. And the only reason we stopped was we had to go to bed. Oh, that's fantastic. Dude. That must have gone out yeah. Yeah. That felt fucking good, eh? Yeah. It that's did. brilliant, dude. Because you can get to this, like... I internalize everything and like I'm a rescuer, you know the triangle? Yes. The victim of triangle. The rescuer, the victim and the persecutor. Oh no, I, I don't know. Do That's a cycle. It's like um, you're a rescuer. So you try and fix everybody else's problems. Meanwhile, you're actually a victim. And then you, then you start to feel resentful because you're not getting the return on the yes, investment yes, you're putting yes. in. So you become a victim. Oh, woe is me. And then you become a persecutor. So you can either be a person who beats your wife, or you can be passive-aggressive. So we're all just stuck in this triangle. Yeah. That, whoa. There's a very good but book. But you've got a starting point in it. Yeah. I know where I am mm. on this triangle. So I read a, I got my, <laughs> psych- the, the my, my psychiatrist <laughs> and my psychologist said I must read this one you. book, <laughs> which is what's it, escaping the, the victim of triangle. Because it's a game every single family plays. Oh, fucking no. And it's, it's so like I understand so, the, the rescuer. Yeah, so the rescuer wants to solve everybody else's problem. That one I get. The yeah. victim is the person who is always needs to be yeah. fixed. I, I'm the external locus of control guy. Mm. And it's then you get the... You because get, of everybody else. Yeah, and then you get the persecutor who, like, feels resented. But actually, everybody's a victim. Yeah, yeah, but the persecutor one I don't understand. The persecutor is now you feel resentment 
and then you start acting yeah, out because you fuckers never treat me right and I yeah. do everything yeah and, and I, I, I feel like you know, I can go whatever yeah. it's like my main thing is nobody wants yeah. to make me a fucking cup of coffee but I can make coffee for everybody else yeah and I mean there's it's just thing. like they can it builds up yeah no I get it because like one of the things we did is that you get sensory seekers sensory you, seekers yeah okay. sen- sensory so yeah, yeah. inputs and then you get sensory sensitive. Now that I'm sensory sensitive, so I tend to overload. So I'm, a, well, I'm an observer. Give me another round. <laughs> <laughs> so sensory sensitive. What the fuck is that? Yeah. So you, you, you. So the sensory sensitive sensory impulse. Yeah. Sensory impulse. So they set, liken it to a tree. So the sensory seekers are up in the branches. They more mm-hmm. adaptable. They attract. They yeah. Have, they all turn to the sun. Yeah. Yeah. And then the roots are the sensory sensitive or sensory avoidance. So they absorb all the nutrients that feed the tree. Okay. So there's pros and cons to being both, but you need to understand. Like when I saw that and they said, it makes me understand why in the afternoon I'm dead tired because I don't take a mental break to like get away from the sensory overload. And then when I'm driving home in the afternoon, I'm grumpy. I'm distracted. I can't focus on my driving. I drive like a doer. And then my wife wants to know how my day is and it's fine. Because I don't speak about it, so it creates the yeah. problem. Okay, I see. Can I wear just a little side? I mean, I'm yeah. actually changing the topic almost, but it's I wanted to sort of off try and pull it back to knife making, but mm-hmm. on a personal level. Mm-hmm. So I work in to simplify it in IT, mm-hmm. building infrastructure for mm-hmm. 23 years. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, you can ask my missus, in eight, 23 years, whenever I go home, and she asked, so, you know, what happened mm. at work, and mm. how was your day? My answer was always, now we're all good. You know, mm. it's, it's sorted, I've got it under control, mm. we're carrying on. Mm. And then I started making knives. Mm. And now, she gets home, and she doesn't have to ask me mm. how my day was. I'll say, when she arrives, and i say, he says, you got to check this thing that I made today. Mm. And yeah. then I show her. And I tell her, yes, you must see this. And mm. check this new little thing I got. And mm. I got these files. And yeah. check what I can do with and these. And I, I can see in their eyes, my wife and my kids, they're like, fuck, we must avoid that. Because he's going to bombard us with mm. knife-making shit for three hours. Mm. And that's if we run away. Yeah. Otherwise, it's six hours. Yeah. That's like my wife. me there. That, <laughs> For 23 years, mm-hmm. I could not get a sentence out about mm-hmm. work. Yeah. And now, I can't stop. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that a massive flip? It's it a is. massive change. It's like... it's, it's like a healthy st- change, man. Well, it's, 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 my mm-hmm. thing for, explanation for that is now, it's something that is attached to me. Mm-hmm. we in in the past... I mean, mm. I'm talking proper, serious business. Mm. I never felt that it was part of me. Yeah. I was external to it. Mm. It was something that I managed. Mm. And This is a tangible thing that you made. And, and it was day. just not actually part of my life. Mm. It's something that I did. Mm. But it, 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 it never, it never, what's the word, man? Like, it, it never trans, mm, it, it, like the, it's like, not tangible. You have this, you know, you. And make, without this thing, Mm-hmm. that we're doing mm-hmm. when I make a, a little knife mm-hmm. it feels like 
I'm living in that thing. It's, it's mm. part of me. I want to show why, people this thing. When, when I make now, sometimes when I, because I always underquote, you know, I sell myself yes. short and then like I get to the end of making a knife and a half, don't want to finish it because I've gone such a journey with it. So it's that final, just get it finished. So mm. so you say you, you get to a point, you know, when it's almost finished where I battle to finish a knife because then it's then that story's over. Now I'm starting something new. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. Do you get excited at the end? When I when I produce of a knife making, <laughs> not <laughs> not on a, not on a, uh, an order. Okay, yes. Because they, I build up some resentment right, because I undersell my I underquote myself. Yeah, I also don't like the order thing. <laughs> and the, but like the forty eight hour dagger build and the sword build, it was like it's just like wow. What the yeah. fuck did I? How did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> Real type of thing. Yeah. Whereas if it's like an order that you got to do, the customer you limit it. Yeah, I think you limit it with orders. It just doesn't feel the same. Mm. It's not the same, no. If and the, I don't think it's about. The, I mean, I've got customers that tell me, "I like what you make. Mm. Make me something." Mm. And I say, "Dude, any point? No, I just you do something for me." Mm. Those are the best customers. There's no limit there. I mm. can do whatever I want. Mm. And they are actually slightly better because mm. it's like, stupid. but it's not the same. And I made that little mini the other day. Mm. It was mm. for me. Yeah, and I just couldn't stop with it. Yeah, working later, mm. checking this thing out, mm. and then I've got eighteen or so other knives that I'm making now on mm. order. Some of them also you mm. do your special touch, you know, mm. and something. And and they did. It's that I've got a fight through. Mm. And there's other stuff in my head that I want to get to. Mm. So I'm babbling now. No, no, no. No, but you, it's, you, you I understand like, exactly yeah. how your brain works. Because yeah. it's like, I'll be working on something and then I get frustrated or something. And then it's like, ooh, squirrel. Let's reorganize the whole shop. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you get to a point where you're working in a shop and you just get so frustrated about how the work flows in it. Yes. That it's like the you get to a point where the, the, un, uh, the discomfort is enough to make you change. Yeah. So what I do when I have this thing, mm-hmm. so I wake up, shower, get dressed, and then instead of going to make knives, mm-hmm. I'll sit and draw rather, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And as soon as I'm in that situation, mm-hmm. or packing the workshop mm-hmm. or anything like that, then I'll try and stop and pause mm-hmm. and say, Grant, what are you trying to avoid here? Mm-hmm. And the answer is normally the orders. <laughs> and well, then I say, okay, now fuck it. Mm. Don't bullshit yourself. Mm. All you're doing here is ducking. Mm. You're deflecting or ducking mm. what you don't want to do. Yeah. So what I try and do first thing in the morning mm. is do the shittest thing for the mm. day. Have you read that book, Eat That Frog? No, I haven't read that book. It's a, it's mm. like this, this mm. thin as a... This yeah. It's a, the, the theory of the book is simple. It says... You pick the thing you're going to hate the most for the day. Mm-hmm. Let's say fitting a god for mm-hmm. me is the yeah. ultimate. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to get this uh, this thing that I don't want to mm-hmm. do out of the way or start mm-hmm. grinding whatever. Mm-hmm. And it takes two minutes of this shit. Mm-hmm. And then you're on your way. Then you're mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Six o'clock that night, you think, I've got a lot done. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's to get yeah. it, w- one of the books, I think, or one of the guys I saw, he said, 
his work day starts at like six in the morning. Okay. And he does his most difficult tasks first, the stuff that takes the most brain capacity, because he doesn't he doesn't have his phone on or anything because he doesn't want to be distracted in the most productive day. In the afternoon, so like after say eleven, yeah. that's the time for meetings and stuff because you've done you got your chunk in. You got your chunk in. Yeah. 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 So there was another. Because otherwise, I'll sometimes. I mean, I've done this a million times. Mm. No, not a million, but a, a few hundred times. That I'll just sit and float all day. Mm. And you achieve nothing. Fuck around on the laptop. Mm. And uh, those well, are the days. I'll, keep, I, I'll check this. Yes, the wife's, the missus is around. Mm. It must be five, six o'clock. Mm. And I've done yeah, shit. And you've done nothing. And you. And then, you, and then you feel shit. Yes. Yeah, I feel shit and I punish, my, I punish myself because yes. I've got lots yeah. of assholes in my head that tell you bad things. And like if... But how do you feel on a day that mm. ended and you got a lot of stuff done? Completely different. It's like, yeah. it's like what the fuck happened yet? It's like all this yeah. stuff happened. And you wanna, when your message gets home, you want to say, come... Mm. You know, I'm the fucking man, yeah. yeah come see, see, look what I did. Look what I did. But yeah. we've had a day where... Like uh, when I go drop my wife at work with with the lockdown, I go drop her at work, then I come home, and then I'd lie in bed and watch a few YouTube, and twelve yeah. o'clock, and then it's like you've achieved nothing. So then I, I try and to get in the habit when I get home after dropping wife, the bed must be made, because at least if the bed's made, you've achieved one thing. I like that little clip as well. And then get get into the garage. You don't have to start. Just get into the garage. And yes. find something small to do just to get into the motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then say, okay, I'm in the motion. What is it? I, what's the, the win strategy? What's important now? Okay. So it's very yes. easy to get distracted. But if you focus on what do I need to do now and do that thing, then it frees you up completely yeah. to do other things. Yes. Because yeah. then you ever see you 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 your perception is you've achieved the thing you didn't want to do the most. Mm-hmm. You've achieved that early on, and then you actually feel quite tit about yourself. Yeah, right? and then he's like, yeah. "Fuck, right? I've got all these knives. Come, just can start grinding." Yeah, Grind. yeah. yeah knife makers have a thing. I mean, it's like any I think any sort of small business. A person that starts a small business. For that 23 years that I was in mm. IT mm. and building infrastructure, mm. there was always customers pushing me. Mm. And if somebody's paying you mm. lots of money, the push is quite hard. Mm. you got directors to report to. Mm. I mean, I was one of them. Mm. But if you're a director, the push is even harder. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, because you've got to make sure the bills are paid. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. Mm. So... I would be awake four o'clock in the morning because mm. I want to get a head start and mm. going and fucking pressure, pressure, go, go. Now you're a knife maker. The, this thing, this animal has changed. Mm. These, these, you could watch Netflix all day. Mm. When, what there's will change if you there's push no self- your knife orders out one day? No, nothing. nothing. But the, the, then that one day becomes a week. Yes. That's the problem. And we're in a different thing. I don't think a lot of knife makers, including myself, mm. are actually ready to run their own business. Mm. Well, if I may just I was saying say that, something. I'm saying it very hesitantly. Mm. Yeah, look, 
There's definitely guys out there who know how to market their business and they're very business conscious and so on. Yeah. I'm not one of them. I'm really not. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and here's the point is, is this is something I made in, in some notes that I was figuring, trying to figure out what are my goals? Where am I going mm. in terms of the knife making? Where, where am I yes, going? Where am I now? What is the mission? A bit of a journal, right? On mm. the journey of becoming a somewhat hopefully respectable knife maker in the mm. future. Right, and I I made a note there, and I said, "How much would you pay me? How would how much would I pay myself, basically? Mm. Yeah, if 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 I was the boss, like mm. how much would I pay myself mm. for the work that I do every single day? Right, mm. that's a question that I wouldn't want to ask. Mm. And like." That question has to be based on your honest opinion of what mm. you actually do and how productive you are. Well, mm. be productivity based. Yeah. Mm. I'm guessing. So, always a, thinking yeah. about how much time do you waste during the day when other people are working? Mm. They're fucking working, right? Mm. <laughs> They're making money because this is fucking around. No, sure, sure. Yeah. You get those as well. But I mean, there's, there's people working at a full day job. Mm. And uh, they get paid for that, and they don't have time to fuck around, right? And the thing is, but, but what they found now with the lockdown is, mm. the people were more productive at home than they were going to the office, because there's more distractions. There's the water cooler conversation, and there's all these distractions at the office that mm. meant that when the people at home, they're far more productive because they want to get shit done that needs to get done, so they can do other things. Yeah. No, I I get it, and I think it's a. a good I want to go back to your your question that you ask yourself. Yes, and I think I'm going to use that if it's okay. Yeah, sure. So in the morning, I say, right, Grant, you're paying yourself. Mm. How value are you going to be valuable? Or are you going to be today? Sure. Mm. sure. That's I like it a lot. Mm. I, I may have got that from somewhere else, so I don't want to. I don't want to. It's not. I, I may have come across that somewhere. Okay, we're going to say we got it from you. So. No, <laughs> well, we didn't I'm, get it from him, so we don't know where the source of the information is. The original source. Yeah. I don't know the original source, but it sounds a bit too intelligent of a question for me <laughs> to come up with. But I mean, yes, but I wouldn't pay myself. If I think about it now, mm. I wouldn't pay myself too much because. I don't think I'm productive enough. Mm. I know I'm not productive enough. But this knife making mm. thing is a bit of a mind Because mm. I'll, my missus will get home and then mm. I'll say, I'll look a bit gloom. Mm. That's when you're not productive. Mm. And she's like, very, but just think nicely, what have you actually done? Mm. And then I'll think about it and I think, you know what, I ordered materials. Mm. Ordered new belts and sandpaper and whatnot. Then I said working on design. Mm. And it's it's sort of intangible things that you yeah. don't think about that are actually important. Yeah, then you think and you think, you know what, I actually did stuff today mm. that if I didn't do, I wouldn't mm. have been able to work tomorrow. Yes. Mm. Then you think, okay, wait, hold on. There's, There's got to be some sort of structure in... Yeah. But we, what fucks us is mm. you know that the little knife is lying there. Mm. And then you don't do that. Because mm. you don't want to do it, mm. and you rather order belts and mm. kind of something else, and then they feel shit because you didn't do what things you, want, you were supposed, you were supposed to. What you were supposed to. 
Yeah. And the thing is, if you had maybe done that little bit on that night that you needed to do, mm. and it took you maybe half an hour, an hour, then you've got time after that to order belts. Yeah. And then you yeah. feel like you've achieved something because you achieved that one thing that you didn't want to do. Yes. Well, well, and do you stop at five o'clock? No. Well, I'm not mm. talking about grinding. Mm. Does your head stop? No. About knife making at mm. five o'clock? No. Mm. So you're interacting on Facebook, mm. on Instagram. Yeah. Mm. Yes. You're thinking of a design. Yes. You're punishing yourself about fucking yes. trying to end you didn't do. And you're thinking about, oh, mm. I need to get this order finished because this guy's yeah. been on my case or yeah. it's overdue or. Exactly. So it's like it's, it's like you're yeah. you're 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 your own boss, but you're also your own employee, mm. and you you are telling yourself all of these things that need to get done, but. Mm. You've got to take that with the same amount of seriousness as you would take it from a boss. Mm. That's like your yeah. fucking ass is going to get fired if you don't get this shit done. I mm. think more of what I'm going to do is more that frog, that mm. thing mm. that you don't want to actually do. Mm. If you don't do that thing, mm. you're still going to be working 10 o'clock at night. Mm. Sure. If you eat that thing mm. 9 o'clock in the morning, so... Mm. You'll be able to then, 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock when the missus gets mm. home, you'll be able to then say, I'm done for the day. Mm. Sure. Yeah, because you've, you've achieved, you've, you've done that thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't do that thing and you mm. fuck around ordering belts and designing, no, it's like, yeah. you'll carry on, you'll wake up 3 o'clock in the morning and you'll never stop. Mm. You've got to get that shit done. Yes. Mm. And then you can get to some normality. Mm. But I'm preaching, mm. but I'm not doing it. <laughs> I must just say this very clearly. It's, I uh, can fuck myself around very happily for yeah. a week. <laughs> well, this is the problem. You go into a lull and then mm. you... I mean, this is the thing. I hate... I, I actually don't like grinding blades. I don't like grinding it because I'm not comfortable on a grinder like I yeah. should feel mm. on a grinder. I'm not super-duper comfortable on it. Um, and, you know... I'm trying to get my knives to a point where they're pretty clean. But um, you need to be able to grind properly with that, right? And, and it's because you find it difficult, you're sort of half avoiding it. I'm half avoiding it, and that's mm. the thing. And then I'm like always constantly finding other little projects, other little things to do because I don't want to do that thing because I don't dig it because I know I'm not good at it. Yep. But on the other side of that, you've also got to be like, dude, you've got to flipping do it because – when you keep doing it, you get much better. It's like now, yeah. if I when I started off my first fuller that I ground, it was nerve wracking as hell. Now I can do it on a live stream and have a conversation and not think about it. It's that, wow. and it's that okay. unconscious competence. Yes, yes, yeah. you you unconsciously competent now. This mm. is a happy place with fullers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and hologram or small diamond hologram. I haven't yeah. big diamond holograms. Yeah, well, so I you mean, prefer small diamond holograms? Yeah, on daggers. That's so where uh, most people cock off. No, but most people see, are like, no, I, I can do a 30 centimeter wheel. Yeah. But the 75, ooh, you see, big I, I did it. I went to the school of stubborn, stubbornness. So I learned, when I learned to ground, I learned on a 25 more wide belt. Okay. All right. And then I built a, a 50 wide belt. And then when grinding fullers, I learned. Or grinding hollow doing hollow grinding, I learned on the twenty five mobile. No grinding, way. Grinding fullers. But but what what uh, circumference wheel? 
No, the diameter of the of the of the wheel was twenty five millimeters. Holy shit! That's, that's, like, that's like a Durian coin. Yeah, doing holograms. <laughs> and then when I went to seventy five mil for the dagger, it's like it's, oh, yeah, you it's were a lot so easier. So I learned from the hard one. Oh wow! I started on a thirty. Yeah, that's easy. And then when I went to like a two hundred, I thought, yeah, you're an idiot. So this is very difficult. No, no, I started the other way. Wow, oh, weird. This okay. is fucking cool. You know, you told me about doing a little hologram in the end, mm-hmm. in the tank. Yes. And I've been meaning to, but you know how we are, we avoid mm. stuff. Mm. And then I was here yesterday making the big chopper, the competition one. Yeah, I saw you, you hologram. I like, hey man, let me give it a bash. There's so much meat there, I can't mm. fuck it up. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was so easy to step it. Yes, mm. yes. And so there, and it's a whole like little steps. Your, your brain, yeah. your brain works in a way like this. Is, this is difficult. Your brain tells your body this is difficult, and you lost it, though. and and you lost it, and then mm. when you actually do it, and you find actually it's not that difficult. It's like ah, oh, actually if I do it like this, and then yeah. then mm. I'm gonna listen to this podcast myself mm. back because mm. <laughs> I'm <Make> preaching, <coughs> and it's all shit yeah. that I should. No, and do that's the thing with, and it's with stuff a, that blocks you and you don't. Well, you know, that's the thing with a, a long form conversation is you can discuss things and it actually helps you rationalize things mm. in your brain. And you're thinking, yeah. hang on, this pattern that I'm doing is, is what's causing the problem. Yeah, yeah, and, and then you, you never you never identified because you never had that long form conversation. Okay, I Here we yeah, go. And, and this thing. is. Once years ago, guys. No, 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 no. Carry on. Music direction. No, no carry I on. Think I'm a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I didn't bring that up to make a point, dude. I really we are hunting once a year. There's something that happens there that I absolutely love. Somebody will take or have a bad shot mm-hmm. on the back, mm-hmm. and then they got to go look for it. But mm-hmm. now you're on this 4x4 four four thing, mm-hmm. and... You got a like yeah. a cooler box here mm. with some nice uh, cool cool drinks and that. Mm. And this I can get off. He's now Mister Soft, Mister Shot, mm. Quest, uh, mm. Christ the animal. Mm. And you know he's gonna be two hours at least mm. on a good day. Yeah. Mm. And I'll be four oaks on the back of this bucky. And you ever checked mm. in the middle of nowhere? Mm. And you know you're in for two hours. Yeah. Mm. And then conversational turn taking changes mm. a lot. Because mm. you will listen to somebody. Because there's, no the <laughs> no, there's no rush. There's no whole story. Exactly. It's like if my daughter tells a story. Nobody wants to be like, ooh, get in there. Or, <laughs> yeah. If my daughter tells a story, we have to say to her, get to the point. Because we don't have the time to listen. Yes. She'll start the story maybe a week ago. But the, the, I tend to do that, and, and then she's got all these little side detours. Yeah, like, we want to get because like, we don't have, we don't, we don't like take the time to listen to the story because we we've got things we want to do. You know, yeah. but when you have that time, back, when you sit back and you relaxed and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Yes, and then you can like detour a bit. Yes, there's not like yeah. when you're in like a corporate industry, you have to get the answer as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, in you're out in the bush and you're waiting for some guy, <laughs> you're stuck there. Yeah. So you may as well have. Yeah. Then you can have deep, intelligent conversation. Yeah. yeah. And you can solve much more things in that time. Yeah. Than 
sitting in a psychiatrist's office or psychologist's office for like three yeah. years. It would be such an interesting sort of exercise to do. It would be very taxing, I should imagine. But it would be a very sort of interesting exercise to do to like, if a group of people would see each other every single day mm. and like, all you do is flipping eat and like, like do meditation or kundalini yoga mm, yeah. and, you, and you just have conversation deep conversation all the time mm. how much you would learn from all of these pe people mm, or would mm. you just run out of things to talk about I don't think like do that for a week yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think if you at least and see what happens just mm. like how much of an interesting experiment experiment would that be I had a when I did my degree I needed 24 points Mm -hmm. I think you need 240 and mm -hmm. I need 24. You call it a filler. Yeah. You need this one little subject. Yeah. Off a semester. Mm -hmm. We had it in engineering Easy as well. peasy facilitation skills. Work for. I'm quickly going to bang this thing out. Okay, no problem. Everybody, mm -hmm. this is easy shit. And it was fucking easy. Mm -hmm. There's no study. Mm -hmm. Two, three lectures in, they say, you pick a partner. So mm -hmm. you pick a buddy there. Yeah. Or, but no, it's not allowed to be your friends. It's going to be somebody apart from mm -hmm. and I must tell you one significant story of their life mm -hmm. and then you must tell it back to them to s so that they can confirm that you got the right message understood it right mm -hmm. fuck dude that day mm -hmm. this was the worst subject I ever had it was that was the beginning mm -hmm. and it carried on for the six months for the semester mm -hmm. and I would get home on a Saturday and go pass out on the bed Mm. It was so draining. Mm. Yeah. Some woman tells you about her father's death, mm. and you relate it back, and she mm. says, "No, no, you missed this part or this mm. part." And then you got to relate it back again mm. until she says, "You now understand me one hundred percent." You know how long that fucking takes? You know, on a simple story. Yeah, you know? it's taxing as well. And you fucked me mm. after you done. And I was thinking about your thing now to say, let's do a week with some people we mm. can talk. It's a brilliant idea. It would be an interesting experiment. And we don't often take the time to say, listen, did I understand you? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. And you dig in a bit. Mm. Hey, that's a different... Because yeah. I can tell you why we don't go there in my mind. Yeah. Is it's a it's a it's a hard little road. Mm. It's, yeah. not the it's not jiggly, the easy. hey my buddy. Yeah. It's not there. Yeah. This is now we're fucking getting into the fat of this. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta and the thing is I'm gonna have to do twenty push ups after this. Uh oh. Yeah. There there can be no there can be no significant learning without suffering. You cannot achieve something great without suffering. I love it. Because it's so fucking true. <laughs> it's very true. Mm. It's just really That's so true. It's okay, but why do you have to do 20 push-ups? Because it comes from a certain person. Okay, who's the person? The other 20. David Goggins. David? Goggins. Oh! Because I refer to him too much in the podcast. <laughs> no, it's just mm. a rule we've got going on. If, yeah. if he mentions it or I mention oh, it, we yeah. both have to do 20, 20. push-ups. It's so like he'll send me a voice note in the morning and say, David Goggins, motherfucker. <laughs> then you know we've got to do push-ups. <laughs> so if so I say pushes, David Goggins, yeah. do we both have to do push-ups? Yeah. Yes. They're all three of us. Holy shit. That's yeah. bad. I don't think I can do 20 push-ups. Well, I mean, the, the rule started out as many as you can. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. 
So that, yeah. that varies from. So when this podcast is finished, we yeah. need to all do push-ups, mm. not twenty, fuck ten. Well, whatever. What you're, the 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 rule is the best that you can do. Mm. Right. Well, I'll first be the judge and watch yeah. you fuckers do mm. proper push-ups. Okay, mm. sure. Sounds good. And then, fucking earthworms, like an arm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you're not a rep. Like yeah. a what's it? Breakdowns. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, getting back to what we were talking about. I was all down. I do push-ups on the fucking wall. Okay. You know, I lean onto the wall and do it like this. It's very effective. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but it yeah, doesn't but sprain my back. Getting, oh, sorry, doggy. Have get, you got anything else to put in here? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's sure. <laughs> a little bit in no, there. So if you want some more, here. thanks, buddy. Um. <laughs> Here's the thing as well is like, you know, we we talk about stories that mm. that uh, this is going back to the whole story thing and why it's important to me personally. Yes. Um, and all of this. So like, it's like yeah, okay, it may not seem important or relevant to the person that you're discussing it to because they obviously have their own opinion of what's mm. important in life. Yes. You yes. know. So. Like it, it's good for us sometimes to take time to figure out, okay, I can see that this is maybe holding some relevance to this person because of he seems to think this way. Mm. Okay. And then okay. To try and establish that is, which is what you were doing. Mm. Like try and establish where are we <laughs> why going? Is why is this important to you? So which is, which is where you were going. Mm. So you, it gives you now, it gives the other person the opportunity to to say, okay, right, lacquer. Let me explain why I think this is important. Mm. And then you get a, a greater understanding, which helps you to be more tolerable, uh, more tolerant of the conversation that's being had, whether yes. it's frustrating you or not, because you understand the point now. Mm. And um, it wasn't fucking frustrating. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's like. But like you hear what I'm saying? It's it's yeah. the art of conversation. And the thing is. And when interacting you, with people. Yeah. When you're talking about something, um, it leads you to a better understanding of what you think. So it doesn't help you just have it in your brain. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. actually talk about it, you you decipher the... <laughs> what are you doing? After all, after all that, you dumped the whole thing over. Oh, fuck. Now, you, you, by discussing things... You create, you create for yourself a better understanding of what you think yes. or what you believe. Yes. And if you don't have the discussion, it's more difficult yes. to get an understanding of why is this important to me? Yes. Yes. Why am I and, worried about this thing? And, and you know what, what's, what's interesting? Sorry, I know this is, this is a little bit off topic, but it, it almost becomes an interesting exercise to do with different people. Mm. When you practicing, you consciously practicing how you communicate with people. Mm. It almost becomes an interesting exercise to see how other people communicate mm. and how how much better you can communicate with that same person because of mm. different different things that you try to incorporate while having a conversation with a person. Yeah, you can like. You can play the conversation if you want to be like a bit of an asshole, but you can also like try and figure out the depth of it and why it's important, what's the meaning behind it. Sure. You know, sort of get a greater understanding of the whole person's way of thinking, which is different to yours in any case. Mm. So you have to understand it. You have to try at least. And, and it's very difficult 
even in stories, stories mm. generally give us a, a general idea. It gives a glimpse. It gives a glimpse. But you yeah. can't, like, if I experience something that happened to me, it's true. And I tell that story to you. I am conveying, if I'm a good storyteller, I am conveying the emotion that I felt mm. at that time. I'm reliving that story in my head and all of these things. But, like, you, you can get... Language is limited to a point where we can, like, explain the whole experience mm. in a way that is so impactful on the other person that they actually get the same emotions that you got at the time. But then you have to remember mm. is that your memory is corrupted. Yes. Because your sure. brain rewrites yes. the memory. So that's why they say there's always, there's always three truths. Yes. There's your truth. There's my truth, and then there's the real truth. It's like we mm. were talking about earlier. Yeah. Mm. You and I were talking about it, hey, Grant, <clears throat> about how people tell a story to you, but they 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 smudge certain details mm. that may compromise okay. them being in the right. Mm. You know, let's say the person wants to be in the right. Mm. They they won't tell you the story where they were being an asshole. Mm. But it's, they were going to tell you the story how this was unjust because of this happened to me. And I'm not going to tell you all the bad shit that I did to get to this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's sure. that kind of. It's so like, there's a there's a song. Um, everybody's free or something, but it's the sunscreen song. The, the guy talks it. Yeah, it's like a yeah, yeah. And one of the things Brilliant. is he said is be careful who's. You will listen to it now. It's. Be careful whose opinion you buy or you pay for. Um, and it says, um, pay attention to opinion or, or things that are, are given freely. It says, because op opinions, opinions are like a way of bringing, taking something out of the past, brushing it off, touching up all of the, the, the bad parts. And, yeah, yeah. But I'll have to play the song to, to do it. That's brilliant. But, but most importantly... Mm. Wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. That's yeah. the song. <laughs> cool. I think you got to. I, I must hear it. It's grabbing the nineties. You know. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to call it here because it's two hours, more than two hours, and my battery's gonna die. Okay. And my wife might end up play dates. Well, <laughs> it has been a brilliant podcast. Thank mm. you so much, Mr. Thank you for having me on it. Uh, yeah. You yeah. told me I was at least try and be myself when I do yes. it sort of implicitly. <laughs> yeah. And. I do have a ton of opinions on this topic it's, about yeah, a podcast. It's a brilliant yeah. thing. Because I don't think we would have said, uh, let's say mm. we were just sitting on our patio having mm. a chat. Mm. It wouldn't have been that type of chat. Yeah. yeah. So it does have a influence. Yeah. Mm. But I thoroughly enjoyed the influence. Yes. Yeah. It's nice yes. having a... It's like, almost like what you're saying has a bit more importance. you got to mm. say that. Mm. Talk absolute shit. It's like yeah. only half shit. Mm. Half shit. But it's like, <laughs> it, helps, it helps understand a little bit about where the person's coming from or, or what seems important. Yeah. And it helps you refocus your mind a little bit on, mm. am I thinking, what I, do I, what I believe that's important now, are those beliefs true? Or yeah. should they be true? Yeah. 
Because you're saying it on a mm. public forum, so mm. you gotta, you got to say edition. Yeah, yeah. It's very yeah, good. It's like that, that Polish, it. that Polish yeah. comedian is like, yo, this sh- your shit is your shit, and my yeah, shit is yeah, my yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but this shit yeah. is good shit. Yeah. <laughs> but but before we uh, mm. before we end, look, there's a whole bunch more to be said on that mm. topic, and I really w- would love mm. to get into it and carry mm. on recording. But before we end this, Grant, mm. where can people find you? Uh, on social media and so on. Oh, thank you for asking. It's my little marketing opportunity. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Right, guys, if you listened up to now, congratulations. <laughs> you can find me if you Google Grant Stain Knives. You'll find me on Facebook, Instagram. What's that other TikTok, TikTok and all of that? And stuff. All of that you stuff. Grant St- the words Grant Stain Knives. Yeah, I'm right up there on the search. Excellent. Yeah, we'll we'll put links uh, to the Instagram and stuff yes. on on the description and on the Open Hearthcast accounts on Instagram. Yeah. We'll share that with Grant and tag him in it as well, so you guys can I'll, find him. I'll, I'll share it back. Yeah. And Grant, just to give people a little bit of history as to what what you like making, what 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 separates you from other knife makers, would you say in a way? Oh, geez, that's a, quite a big question. It's actually. a big question, but um, what th- do you like making, in other words? I think something that separates me, but not from all knife makers, mm-hmm. but from knife mm-hmm. industry, is everything that I make, I make with my own two hands, heart and soul, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And we try and make it a slightly unique. Mm. You've got to put your own twist. You've also got an I- art- side. artistic side to you for sure. <laughs> yeah, so the um, arty side, but then for me, that's, I'm not sure which one comes first. It's like a mm. chicken and egg thing. But I do spend a lot of effort and time on the technical stuff to get the the actual product correct. Yes. Mm. But then adding a bit of flair. Sure. Yeah, that's the sure. just. It's got a... It, yeah. it, Otherwise, you just end up with a gusto shape now. Yes. yes. Like everything's there, but it's got no passion. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Good knife. Mm. Good, Good knife. Good knife. But it's got no passion because it's mass it's produced. <laughs> anyway, but that's yeah. that's great. I think yeah, thanks that, for having me on there. It's an excellent yeah, way to end fun. the podcast. And cheers to yeah, all cheers, of you. Guys. Yeah. I'll have it empty. Cheers. 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 Oh, big trouble. <laughs> and that is the end of this week's podcast. Thanks, guys, for joining us. And uh, we'll share the song that we're going to play after the podcast yeah. on the uh, Open Hearthcasts playlist. playlist. There we go. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Open Hearthcast. Find us on Instagram at Open Hearthcast. And we'll see you again real soon.